not doing Pokemon preamble on a goddamn Marvel episode, all right? Like, it's just not <laughs> happening. You know what? This is the preamble right now, and I'm cutting you off, Paul. I'm cutting you off so that I can say, welcome back, gentle listeners, to Dance Robot Dance. No preamble this week. No, no, no. We're going to just dive right in. We got a lot of shit to cover. We do. Mm-hmm. We got three hours of shit to cover. Actually, we don't. We just have one movie, and like we're not doing anything but that movie this week, boys. So like, <laughs> settle in. So this is episode 144. I'm Mark. I'll be hosting this Merry Marvel episode this week. I'm here with Tim. Hi, everybody. Hail Hydra. Yeah. And I'm here with Paul. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. No sense in being coy, boys. There's next to no news. And I'm going to decree right now that all Geeks of the Week and Geek Creds are basically Avengers Endgame, because that's what we're covering this week. (laughs) And we're going to probably have a lot of shit to talk about. So we're going to dive right in after like a little smidgen of news, because I know there's some news Tim probably wants to talk about. Well, don't well, for, for starters, like listeners, don't go any further until you've watched the fucking movie. This is going to be so full of spoilers. We are going to spoil the shit out of it. That was my next point. Like we are, yeah. like this is spoiler cast. Just turn this shit off if you haven't seen this movie. Skip this week. I'm sorry, but everybody's going to see Avengers Endgame. I've seen it twice already, so like you have no <laughs> excuse. I'm unemployed, granted, so I can kind of get away with shit like that. But <laughs> I did go to an eleven o'clock show last night and stay up till two to watch it. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was up till I was up till one thirty watching it, and then had to work at nine this morning. Well, I was up till actually four talking to Paul about the stupid movie because he had been waiting for two days for somebody to talk to him about. <laughs> yes, it, so. because it got, it got released two days early in Korea, and I've been just fucking like none of my coworkers had seen it, and everyone's just like, oh, "I'm going to go see it on the weekend." And like, why are you? Dragging your goddamn heels. Hey, man, if I could have gone early, I would have seen it earlier. You know I would have been there as soon as I could possibly get in. That was the first screening I could get into. So You should have gone back in time, flew to Korea yeah. to, <laughs> to see it with me at the, the fucking 5 o'clock showing. As soon as I got out of work on Wednesday, I would run into my local theater. Just like I had I had physically bought my ticket in advance. I didn't even buy it online. I was like, like. I had a joke news story that I was kind of going to talk about to lead into the, the actual movie about, did you know that Tom Holland actually missed the premiere because of another movie this week? Is it because of that shitty movie that uh, he's doing yeah. with Daisy Ridley that's apparently unreleasable? Yeah, well, I was going to talk about that real quick because I was like, I always find it fascinating when you hear about movies that are like so bad. They're just like, we're reshooting the entire movie basically from scratch during the <laughs> reshoot period. And our star is currently about to be like the returning spider-man in avengers endgame yeah but we can't let him go to the premiere because this movie is so bad anyway and especially like a movie that has like two major fucking genre stars right now right like tom holland and daisy ridley that's daisy ridley yeah yeah. (laughs) and like the director did that tom cruise movie the looping one oh tomorrow uh, it was apparently pretty good yeah i can't remember then i had this story open edge of tomorrow yeah, so he directed Edge of Tomorrow, which was like a decent movie, but I guess mm-hmm. this movie's just falling apart. <laughs> so I just thought it was funny. Poor Tom Holland, like, had to miss the premiere, which means he didn't get to spoil it for everybody, I guess. So there is yeah. that. <laughs> he, yeah. left, he left uh, that up to uh, to Ruffalo instead. Ruffalo's, you know, he's got it covered, though, right? Like, Ruffalo's, he's going to spoil. He's that's totally capable. <laughs> he was the one that yeah. streamed, like, 25 minutes of Ragnarok from his fucking pocket. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he did. I love these guys. We're going to talk a lot about them tonight. So the actual news that I had on here, aside from Tom Holland, sadly having to miss the premiere of Endgame, we got our first look at Swamp Thing. There was a trailer that was released this week. Yeah. Uh, this is the story I knew Tim would want to talk about, and I wouldn't be able to skip the news entirely without eh. getting into it. I mean, it, I so. would have been happy to push this one story to next week, but yeah, it looks cool. It looks pretty like a pretty like dark gothic horror or like American gothic horror kind of take on it, which was pretty much what I was hoping for. So 
I really just hope that they don't fuck it up by having cut the season short. So we'll see. The effects and stuff look pretty cool. Yeah, I was pretty like I was impressed by how it looked because it actually looked like a horror series as opposed to I don't know what I was expecting, but I don't think I was expecting anything that looked that entertaining. So that's pretty cool. Swamp Thing himself has will need to grow on me a little bit. Yeah, Uh, I was I mean, considering it's a TV show, I'm impressed they actually even got a costume that looked passably decent. So. Mm-hmm. There is that. True enough. The next piece of news, which is kind of a spoiler for next week's episode, I think, but apparently there's going to be a that CG animated Star Trek show has a plot, kind of. Oh that yeah, you've heard about now. I'm very excited about that. So it's apparently going to be a group of teenagers that find a derelict starship, like Starfleet starship, and joyride it. And joyride it. Yeah. Teens so. in space. <laughs> yeah. And like, as I will joke, probably like innumerable times next week when we do talk about Star Trek, my greatest ambition in life as like a Star Trek fan would be to be on a starship whose matter antimatter reactor is the responsibility of a 17 year old. <laughs> like, no, not not super high on my list of priorities. <laughs> the last bit of news. Apparently, I just wanted to cover this one for Tim again, because I love you, Tim. <laughs> Uh, the Tolkien estate really wants you to know that it has nothing to do with uh, <laughs> that biopic that's coming out that we've been talking about. There was a real harsh article on how nine where the Tolkien estate came out and was like, no, fuck that. We did not do anything with that movie. Yeah, but the Tolkien uh, estate always does that. They are notoriously grouchy and cranky. And yeah, so the joke on uh, the io9 article that I read that in was that uh, they expect that they'll be griping about the Amazon Prime series that they signed up for yeah. already <laughs> in like next to the notes, like within the yep. week. Um, just because that's how, kind of how they do things. But. Yeah, I did get a trailer for uh, for Tolkien ahead of uh, Infinity or fuck Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. Uh, I just got the um, the X Men one. Oh, again. I didn't get the X Men one. I got the I got that Tolkien one amongst twenty five minutes of goddamn trailers, including yeah. two with poorly CGI'd Will Smith. Oh, got Aladdin and Gemini Man. And I did not get a fu- get to fucking see the Rise of Skywalker trailer on the big screen, which was like the only trailer I wanted to see. Actually, that's interesting. I didn't get Rise of Skywalker either. Did you, Paul? Did you get a Star Wars trailer? Uh, no, I got a lot. Uh, Korean trailers are a little bit different. They don't play the trailers as like a, a pre-movie event. They kind of like scroll through and uh, cycle through with the, the advertisements that they have. Mm. And so oh, okay. like because Koreans are very notorious for walking into the film after the feature has begun it happens in every single movie i watch there oh jesus yeah so what happens is there's a start time which is like let's say five o'clock the actual movie does not start until exactly 10 minutes after every single time and then there's still people who fucking come in after that it just drives me fucking crazy fucking respect savages. the start time yeah yeah goddamn monsters but yeah, that's, like uh, that was happening a lot last night in my screening so oh. um I, yeah. I actually turned to the guy, like the guy I was sitting next to was very enthusiastic. Also, like we were both like very into the movie, but yeah. like the people in our row, man, did they have to pee a lot? <laughs> and like, I turned to him at one point after three fucking people all got up at the same time and walked out of our row. I was like, this real fucking sucks. <laughs> and he's like, yep. He's like, yep, it does. He's like, listen to those bitches behind us talking. I'm like, cause there's these like three girls just fucking talking the whole time. And I'm like, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Yep. yep. All right. Can we just do away with the cinema thing? Let's go, let's get this on my 4K screen on release day as opposed to this bullshit, please. <laughs> yeah. I purposefully dehydrated myself. I got a single <laughs> bottle of water 
to sip on as the movie yeah. went, and I sipped it three times over the course of three hours. You guys have no fucking excuse. I, I got my giant Coke or gi- my giant Coke Zero, but I, I like paced myself on it. Now we're in, so like we're we're skipping everything. <laughs> Let's just get into it, I guess. So yeah. I'm not even going to say this is the meat of the episode. Let's just say Avengers Assemble, and then we can kind of get yeah, into it. I was going to say Assemble meat anyway. So. Assemble. <laughs> wow, there you go. So obviously we are, first of all, spoilers. Like, <laughs> we're going in deep. Like, just get the fuck. I, I know I know. there's somebody still listening who's going to be like, I'm fine spoiling this. I'm doing a Christy impression because she actually told us in chat earlier that she did spoil herself for some oh, damn it, Christy. God damn it. baffling reason. But anyway, so I'm like, just turn it off. Turn it off. Go find a ticket and go watch the movie mm-hmm. and then come back and listen to us basically blow it because that's probably what's going to happen for the next 90 minutes or so. Mostly. So Yes, that is correct. <laughs> yeah. So again, we're at another Marvel movie, which... Again, the topic we have, without a doubt, devoted the most time to on this podcast, from speculation to news to reviews of basically everything this franchise has to offer. And we have a different third seat on the podcast now as we run into Endgame. So everything is different. Yeah, we snapshot away Christy, apparently. Yeah, apparently Christy <laughs> did We not did not bring her back, her. apparently. I think we're, when we did that episode, I was the one who didn't survive. Like, I'm the one who <laughs> didn't make it through. You and Christy both yeah. survived. I yeah. didn't. Yeah, so we're going to just kind of deep dive into Avengers Endgame. I have taken up a or brought up a plot summary so that we can at least kind of keep track of where the fuck we are in the movie so we can go at least quasi-chronologically. I know we're going to bounce around and tangent because that's what we do, but the core of the conversation should at least be like chronological <laughs> so that people can follow what's going on and try and do this a little bit more professionally. But right off the top, let's just do like baseline impressions. We'll start with Tim, who said... He had some controversial (laughs) opinions earlier. No, I I was really happy with like, I'll say like 95% of the fucking movie. I was thrilled. It was a perfect like denouement and tribute to, you know, 10 years of this shared cinematic universe. It hit all the sort of beats I wanted it to hit. There were, but there were definitely still surprises. There were places like I was like, okay, I didn't realize they were going to go there. That's cool. Or that's, crazy or you know there's definitely stuff that caught me off guard which you know for these movies what we've seen what 25 of or something like that of these this would be number 22 22, yeah yeah 22 of these fucking movies like the fact that they can still catch me off guard on stuff is very impressive yeah i i was really happy with it overall a couple really or i won't say they're not minor things they're pretty big things but they didn't detract too much you know, I was able to kind of overlook them for the most part, and which we will get to. There was one character I wasn't very happy with how he was treated, and uh, there yeah. was one plot element that I thought was really fucking hand wavy. Yeah. All right, Paul. Overall, I loved the movie as well, and I also had very few quibbles about the movie. Like, I just, it was clearly like a love letter to fans while still making some pretty good, satisfying, hard choices, like killing off characters, I guess I'm jumping to the end here, that were important, but like satisfyingly concluding arcs and teasing the future, make it, the humor was excellent. Overall, I just had a, a really good experience at the theater watching this movie. It was just so much fun. So yeah. For sure. Similarly, I like this was I've been waiting for this movie for a year. I've been like just dying. 
in anticipation for this movie. So I was going in with extremely high hopes and they exceeded all of them. Like Tim, I think I had like, I'm like at 95%, 98% kind of like in that very, very high. Like, I don't know why I didn't just give it hundred, but there is like two things where I'm like, and I bet you most of the gripes that we have are probably going to be focused around the same two elements. Like all three of us will probably have similar. I think we, I already know we have similar ones because we've been talking about this mm-hmm. movie in chat basically for the last 12 <laughs> hours since Tim and I got out of the movie. So why don't we just like get into it? We start the movie. It's been three weeks since the snap. No, we start the movie and it's at the snap. Is it at the snap? Yeah, Hawkeye. The, movie? We, the, the first scene, the opening scene was Clint. Oh, right. Which was a perfect opening. Yeah. Yeah. It, didn't even have, it doesn't even have that in the... Um, in the yeah, in the summary. On the Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. I, I completely forgot about that. Like that, I totally blanked about that. They spent a lot of time on that. Uh, yeah, that farm actually, which was kind of cool. it was a nice little microcosm. Yeah, of yeah. what's going yeah. on in the world. And I was enjoying Renner quite a bit yeah. this time out because usually he's pretty like flat and like doesn't have a lot to do. This time yeah. he was like he was kind of all over the place and he yeah he was job. yeah so so yeah I thought it was really powerful having his whole family disappearing. It was also super Dave Sexmashini like. A bit convenient yeah, that his convenient. entire family was snapshot. Yeah, really convenient. I, all right, I'm going to get right into my, th- this is a, is a more minor gripe, but I just really wish that they would have addressed at some point how all the core Avengers survived the snapshot. Like, you know, when Thanos gets killed the first time, uh, th- like he makes a deathbed yeah. confession saying like that he purposefully left them alive to, you know, suffer. Uh, and like he targeted their loved ones as like revenge for hindering his plans or something like that. That's all we needed. Right. And then I'm like, okay, with the fact that Scott gets left in the quantum realm and everybody that was supposed to bring him out got snapped and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Why would he even be aware of, I mean, I'm sure he's aware of Ant-Man, like in a giant proxy way that Thanos seems to be aware of fucking everything anyway. Although they do explain some of his seemingly prescient knowledge because of the, the time traveling Gamora. So I'm wondering if that actually, I don't know if that affects the prime timeline or we'll Fuck get into yeah, the timey, <laughs> like loopy, timey-wimey shit later. So yeah, like we start, I forgot, I can't believe I completely forgot we started on the fucking Hawkeye farm, that dumb. And he's training his goddamn daughter to be Hawkeye mm-hmm. Jr. Like, why didn't you leave the, leave the daughter so he has to bring the daughter And there's backdoor him. pilot number one, because that's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which we need to keep track of, because there's like four in this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. They basically kind of tease the plots of four of the big, or at least three for sure. Three big series ones and yeah. future um, movies probably too. Yeah. Well, I mean like for sure the Disney plus series were all teased. Cause like they, they, they Loki disappears at one point, which we'll get to And the femme and the femme Avengers. A force. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. guess is that that's the movie they want to do though. That's not anyway. When we do get to present day, which is like, I guess 25 days, they say something like three weeks yeah. after the snap. We watch, obviously, Clint lose his family. And then we're in space with Tony and Nebula. Dear Mr. Fantasy Plays, the original version. That's where I was hooked. Yeah, I was I was pretty in there. I'm like, I, this is like my one traffic song. Like, I love that fucking song. So I was yeah. like, I'm in. And I just talked about that song on last week's episode, albeit the Big Sugar version. So and I thought that when I started to play, I'm like, Tim's like yep. hard as yeah. rock. I think I said like, I think movie. I said and nice we, out loud. And everybody was like, what? why? nothing's happened yet (laughs) but that's just a song that has a lot of personal significance and nostalgia associated with it for me personally so yeah but uh we end up on the ship and tony and nebula are playing i don't know what you call that like field goal like paper field yeah like paper football yeah doing the most ridiculous possible thing to kill time before tony has to leave a uh, pepper a message and is about to run out of oxygen the next morning so which was heartbreaking 
Yeah, it was very sad. Yeah, it gave RDJ a little bit of time to do his monologue thing, which he's always so good at. Like, there's a there's something natural about his delivery that I just I could just listen to him talk for a really really long time. Like, don't get me wrong, I love his dialogue and his banter, but he can deliver a monologue just as well as you know Chris Evans, just in a slightly different way, different capacity. I feel like a lot of his dialogue always is monologue, though, yeah. like, especially when he's playing Tony Stark. Like he's basically never really talking to anybody else unless he's like talking to an, another Avenger. If he's just talking, he's just talking. And to his monologues are dialogue too, right? Because he's either, you know, questioning back and forth with himself or in that case, like he knows what Pepper would say in this spot and he just sort of covers mm-hmm. it kind of thing. And oh, so he's like yeah. he's answering her, even though she's not even she's not there. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It was pretty nice. We have our first like little hand wavy moment too, where out of nowhere, Captain Marvel <laughs> shows up to rescue Nebula, and it's just um, on the way. It's on the way. I'm curious because they don't explain that was well. Actually, this is a minor gripe I had. They don't really explain because like you, they show her showing up with the Avengers at the end of her movie, like in a mm-hmm. post credit scene. But like, there's no indication given. Like they say later that she went and rescued them because of the Avengers. Like that she they the Avengers told her to go find yeah. Tony, kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of what's implied, at least. But like, at first, you're like, "What? What? What is going on?" Yeah. So, all right. Um, they don't really explain like where she is or like what the dynamic is at all until like way later in the movie. And I'm like, she's just kind of here. You're really banking on the fact that people just yeah. saw that movie. Like they were yeah. people had seen Captain Marvel. And even then, I was I was I had to take a minute and be like, "Oh yeah, she went there. She like they had the oh. the the pager." And she asked about Fury, so there there was time elapsed after her arrival, and then she went back out into space to do the yeah. thing and find Tony and Nebula. So I was like, yeah. okay, I had to kind of rewind, take a second, and then establish the chronology, and then I was fine. For a three-hour movie, it was kind of weird for them to like just kind of totally breeze over that yeah. plot point, or like any of the Captain Marvel plot points, which I was like, all right, this is a totally new character. And it's a famous actress, too. You'd think they'd want to take the time to be like, hey, Brie Larson's here. She does this, this, and this. Even if they not, I mean, obviously not going to do that, but like do like the exposition quick, like, you know all these other people because you've seen four of these fucking Avengers movie. She's new. We got to kind of tell you about her for like three seconds or at least tell you how she got here as opposed to just being like, hey, she's going to rescue Tony. You have no idea who she is if you missed well, the last movie. It's still yeah. in theaters. They, they so. do that kind of after. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to yeah, get yeah, one yeah. last boost of. I'm sure they're going to get the last boost of uh, revenue out of Captain Marvel now that Endgame's coming out too. I wonder how many people skipped Captain Marvel that walked into Infinity War were just like, well, I guess yeah. I have to go see <laughs> Captain Marvel to figure out what the fuck happened there because that was that was an yeah. interesting one. Yeah, but he ends up back on Earth along with the rest of the surviving. Looking Avengers. really gaunt. Like I, I don't know if that was just. Oh, yeah, I thought it might have been CG'd, but if it was, it was done really well. Like it, mm-hmm. yeah, he looked he like sick. really like yeah, malnourished and everything. And it was subtle, but I just like uh, you ca- uh, catch the size of his arms, and you're like, oh yeah. shit, yeah, that actually makes sense yeah. that his uh, muscles would deteriorate and stuff. So yeah, that was a three weeks with little yeah, food yeah, in space. Was, I, I was uh, guessing it was just like hunger, basically. And I was, like also, you got to assume like once the power gave out, like they're starting to lose gravity, and you start to lose body mass real quick in low gravity situations. Yeah. On top of everything else, on top of being malnourished yeah. too, right? So who knows what uh, his body was actually? Like, what I don't know how that was. football game works in low gravity. It might be more fun in low gravity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. alter the physics on it a little bit. They float <laughs> a little bit more. It'd be kind of entertaining. So basically, Tony gets back to Earth. Everybody gets back together. We find out that Earth is basically just completely. We skipped the the Joe Russo cameo. 
Did I yeah, because because it jumps oh, right, to it the support group, and uh, and Joe Russo, right. who is apparently technically the first openly gay character in the MCU, it's like way to fucking mm-hmm. phone that one in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, weird. Yeah, I was just like, okay, well, if this is the first step, then we can get you know Hulkling and whoever later yeah. North Star. But it's just that was just kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah. fine. Whatever. But I, I think I think <laughs> Joe Russo has more than earned a cameo uh, in in one of the movies at this point, especially considering this is apparently yeah, their last so. uh, Marvel movie, at least for the immediate future. Yeah, for now. Yeah, they're not coming. They're not going to be around for a while, which is sad. But I'm sure they'll be back. Can't have this kind of success and not like get called back eventually. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. yeah, maybe they'll maybe they'll skip a phase or something. Well, they might just like only get called back for Avengers movies at this point. Like that might just be like they're good at this. Like that mm-hmm. you call them to do Avengers movies because they've done two that were just like really, really well fucking well done, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So we have support group. Everybody's kind of falling apart. Steve and especially it seems like Natasha's not doing super great. Oh yeah. Um, With like the, the two toned hair and everything. I was like, yeah. she's going through some shit. Like yeah. <laughs> Like after they kill, because like the first thing that happens now, like we basically, like this is like the end of what should have been Infinity War, where they go hunt down fucking Thanos and cut his head off. Like that's the end of this movie. Like the sad end, like the sad bastard end of the movie yeah. of yeah. Infinity War is them just chopping his head off and everybody still being gone and then being fucked and then you have to come back from that. Yeah, yeah. I like that first twenty minutes of the movie is kind of like this weird like coda to Infinity War before Endgame actually starts. Yeah, yeah. The whole beginning is kind of like. Oh wait, that's actually the end of the last movie. Yeah, this is the actual yeah. beginning of the the new movie. So yeah, like I know they said they split the movies up and stuff like that, and they weren't like part one, part two. They're so fucking blatantly like part one and part two of a series. Yeah, that I think it's funny that they went so far out of their way when they were like planning Endgame and Infinity War to be like they're not directly connected, and it's not going to be like a one to one sequel wherein basically one ends in the other, and like the other movie begins in the middle of it because of that. So yeah, strange. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did think it was kind of anticlimactic that Thanos went down originally. I was like, what is that's it. But then obviously by the end, things turned around. Well, I liked uh, it was, uh, there were a lot of people who made this comment as I was looking at the mega threads after the international release. Cause a lot of people, you know, were, talking about it spoiling whatever and they were like well yeah. we when when this happened we were like what kind of movie is this going to be then mm-hmm. is this going to be like and then the the genre of the movie takes a pretty hard shift after we do some more establishing stuff like you know yeah with natasha and her two-tone hair like did her did her girl get snaptured too from at the hair salon or whatever but like uh <laughs> her regular girl got snaptured and she's trying to find somebody else for five years but, she straight up looked like a woman that had like just gone through a rough divorce and has gone like full cougar yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she had just like full full on given up but yeah but that's post time jump yeah, it was interesting to see like that people had the same reaction that like in the theater. It's like, what kind of movie is this going to be? Like, is this just going to be this fucking dour for three hours? Am I in for? <laughs> yeah. Am I in for a really really sad like fucking I don't know like Oscar Beatty superhero movie? And then yeah, it then didn't turn out to be that. They shift gears pretty hard after the uh, the Thanos execution, I guess. Yeah. Or like, or at least once they kind of like snap back, or like once you get Ant Man back in the picture, which is kind of where we are now, um, we skip forward five years. 
nobody's in a better state. The Avengers are kind of like in disarray trying to keep the society happening. Mm-hmm. And my entire theater, including myself, gasped at like the five years later. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was like, huh, there are. This is going to be there's going to be a lot of fallout from like whatever. However, they unsnap this like either this movie doesn't matter because they're going to like time like wipe it out timeline wise kind of thing yeah. or everything's going to be like real fucky by the time we get to far from home in like next month or what is it? June, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I did. I liked that even like the five years later, a lot of the carnage and stuff still hadn't been cleaned up like that. You see like wrecked cards and shit that are still yeah, yeah. that have clearly just been sitting there those five years. Yeah, this gets talked about in the support group with with Steve, where he yeah. like people are just like, well, we we're on this date and I cried. He cried during the appetizer and I cried during dessert or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just like people were just too ruined to figure it out. Like people are slowly moving forward, but you don't really come back from 50% of the population just disappearing. So, yeah, yeah it was kind of I, I thought that that was a very real reaction. Yeah, especially like how do you how do you know like what families like didn't get anybody snapped out of it and which families were like unfairly targeted like Hawkeyes where it's like one person survives out of five or something like that. Yeah, yeah. like you know what I mean. Like some families you're gonna end up with, like you and your mom are gonna survive out of like the five of you or whatever. But like Clint, poor fucking Clint, like he's yeah. got five people in his family. He's the only one left. He's like, I, <sighs> yeah, it's, that's pretty harsh. So like, I guess it depends on your circumstances, but yeah. Post snapshot looked pretty fucking like dour. Yeah. So. But it was a brilliant, like, you know, from a story writing standpoint, the five year jump I thought was brilliant because now, I mean, spoiler alert, basically everybody that was snapshot comes back, but all those people are at the same age, but it's five years later. So basically any character that they wanted to age progress five years, they've now done that. So we've mm-hmm. got a whole bunch of like second gen hero characters now that are perfectly lined up to to take on you know in, in phase four you know we've got you, you got scott's daughter you've got uh yep, thatcher yeah. yes cassie lang yeah, yeah. i'm so. super happy about that we'll have stature <laughs> and new hawkeye pretty soon it, it looks like so yeah so and like god only knows how quickly they'll end up getting uh tony's daughter into you know oh, yeah. iron man armor and possibly amadeus cho too maybe if they yeah. if they go there but then any character that they didn't want to age progress they just snapped, and so now we've still got teenage Spidey five years later, and teenage Genki or whatever his name is, Ned. Ned, yeah. Which I guess, yeah. I'm curious. It's like that's going to be fun to watch more. Like in, I feel like that's going to be a plot point in Spider-Man, where like they have that. There's like you're a five year, like you're a snapper, or yeah, something yeah. Like, that. like you're gonna have like a nickname where like you're one of those people who, uh, yeah, that's gonna, gonna uh, fuck uh, up, yeah, like, impact young people, like that. especially yeah. for sure that have missed out, like on a bunch of like formative years and culture and stuff like that. And although I don't know how much culture and like hashtags there were coming out in that five year span, but not even that, but like, just imagine like you lost five, like your friends, you, your friends that didn't get snapped are no longer your friends. They're five years older than you all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean? Like they're, yeah, they're at a very different place than they're like, they're at a very different place in their lives. Also. Now that you're just like, you reappear and nothing has happened, right? Like you, Remember fading away, and then you, I guess, remember fading back into existence. Yeah, man. Yeah, like what? they were there for five years, <laughs> while like society caved in on itself. Yeah, and then the, you're just back. Great, but like that person's got five years of PTSD 
and actually watched you die. Yeah. So like, your high school sweetheart a, isn't situation. so sweet anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and she's, and she's MJ, in college, right? right? Like, is MJ still the same age or is, yeah, exactly. Or is, yeah, was MJ snapped and came back and is still the same age as Peter? Or, but yeah, and it's great too, because it lets all those characters, because they don't erase that, all those characters that survived and, and went through those like five years of hell now have all that like trauma and PTSD that they're carrying with them, which, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately turns them into arguably more interesting characters in most cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Or it just sets them on a path to be like just stuck in the superhero lifestyle, which usually kind of ends negatively. So there's always that. Yeah, It'll be interesting yeah. to see how Clint comes back from his five years as Ronan. Yeah. 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 For sure. He did some shit. Is he the only one who went through the five years? And like, I guess uh, Bruce too, right? Like Bruce Thor and and that Clint are like, and yeah, it's dead. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, who's still sur- going to survive yeah, and do more gonna, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Well, we do. Somehow. We, we, do have, know, we haven't quite got to that plot point, but yeah. like, um, we hey, yeah. we do know there's a Black Widow movie being. there's the big question that's my fucking question like is the timeline just a total shambles now that we're just gonna like start doing fucking alternate universe movies are they now aping dc and being like there's no continuity anymore we can do whatever the multiverse we want whenever we want (laughs) and after all the shit that like i would talk about like the dc movies and uh you know like goddamn those x-men movies (laughs) all this shit talking about that timeline being like just a disaster now i'm like well I hope they do something really interesting in the next little while to like kind of align this better because if they don't explain it, it's going to get real confusing. Yeah, yeah. But either way, so where are we at here? We're like we're we're five years later. Scott Lang escapes. Yeah, I love Dad Tony. That was great. Yeah, Dad Tony was awesome. And, and instantly, you could see where that conflict was gonna that internal conflict was gonna come from him. Like he wasn't gonna want to like completely reset everything because he's mm-hmm. got you know basically everything he wanted he's got pepper he's got daughter and everything and he's sort of left the life behind and yep yeah but yeah daughter named morgan which they talked about at the beginning of infinity war named after pepper's crazy uncle like everything yeah everything really did work out for tony but he still can't stop himself which is very tony stark he just has to when there's a problem picking at him Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, like he, his brain can never rest, which is something that we talk about at the end of the movie. But Tony Stark will never stop as long as he's alive. Like even yeah. he might be resistant to certain things, but he will always come back and try to find fix the problem because that's who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the, the problem is that he always fixes the problem because he fucking solved it. And like, it felt like 15 seconds. Like he basically, he wasn't like, even trying. Like, I love <laughs> yeah, that. I know, he was like fucking around. Oh. And he's like, Oh, I got it. Like I solved time travel. He pretended he wasn't trying. <laughs> yeah. 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 But he's so smart. He like slouches into the fucking solution to like exact time travel. Yeah. Based on like Pim's like research. He's like, looks at it for 20 minutes. It's like, Oh yeah. Pim's real dumb. We can do it this way. I already got it figured out. <laughs> like it's like, he's just that much yeah. farther ahead than everybody else. It always, I love that about that character. So yeah. But yeah, now we have a plan. Now we have a plan. And now we have a totally different movie also. Yeah. Because now it's a time heist. Time heist. <laughs> Scott Lang is like extremely excited to say 78,000 times yeah. that like <laughs> bit. He's like, we have a time. It's a time heist. And I love that that he was the one that was trying to like set up all the rules because like every like you know, you can't go back and visit your past selves and stuff like that. And then they yeah. fully call him out. Is like, are you just basing all this on Back to the Future? Back to the Future. And he's yeah. like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I am. 
And then they name every time travel franchise in like the last twenty five years. Oh, and like that Bill and Ted shout out warmed my heart. It was oh, and it was Rhodes like I was like even Star Trek yeah. ones. I was like that's thank and you. it was thank it was really saying it, it was Rhodes like just offhanded at the end kind of thing. Like it was it looked like it was in a reshoot. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was probably an ad lib. He was probably like Bill and Ted, yeah. and then like <laughs> they were like, well, we shot that. We might use yeah. it. Like and then they were like, fuck it, Bill and Ted's funny. And then Bill and Ted gets a sequel. All of a sudden, it becomes topical. So. Yeah. Throw the Bill and Ted joke in there. Boom. Yeah. Synergy, guys. See how it works? All re- Does Disney own that Bill and Ted we think? Is that what this is? Is this advertising? <laughs> yeah. A vertical integration, always and forever. Yeah. That's what Disney's all about. So that- Hey, man, if, if that list of movies they name means that they're going to buy Star Trek and, like, put new producers on Discovery, I'll be... Well, no, we were going to talk about happy. that next week because I've got... Oh, <laughs> fucking... Oh, we'll be in there next week. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, and I was going to talk about this at the end of the episode, but uh, we're doing Discovery next week for sure because Paul's like basically caught up and he is not living with it. Living. Um, it's going to be... It so much. It's going to be awesome because like as I rewatched it, I had the same fucking reaction that Paul's having. So yeah. anyway... Fuck Star Trek for right now. They said Star Trek, so I was happy. But like we were talking about goddamn Endgame. Let's yeah, yeah. Focus, boys. Focus, boys. Yeah. So this, this episode's going to be two and a half hours. Otherwise, like this episode, this review can't be longer than yeah. the movie, guys. The, like, the time travel. Yeah, that I liked that element. I it was a great way to wrap everything up and pay tribute to the MCU so far because you know they and they wrote it well. It didn't feel like sticky or anything like that. It was like okay, this makes sense. They have to go back to periods where they know they're going to have access to the stones. And obviously those are going to be positions that they had a hand in previously kind of thing. So we get, because at least then they know exactly where. Yeah. And so we get this chance to revisit like iconic moments from their timeline. Some of them we've seen, some of this was like off screen kind of stuff. And so I was, I was happy with that. You're forgetting a very important scene in this movie, though, where we are introduced to mm. Professor Hulk. Banner Hulk? Banner yeah. Hulk. I liked Banner Hulk. It's like, I was dying for Banner Hulk, especially in the fucking cafe or whatever. Like, they're in the diner yeah. and, like, people want his picture and, like, Ant-Man. It's like, hey, I'm Ant-Man. Give me the, gu- I was like, that was- the goddamn phone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Here, just, just, take, take the fucking the camera. Like, I was like, yeah. take the goddamn camera. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, that was. That whole bit. I was like, this is great. Like, and, like, the real money. Like I went and saw it again today, and the real money is actually watching Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson corpsing the entire time because they're like, "I'm trying not to laugh." Like they're just like, "I'm not. I I gotta not laugh." We that scene must have taken four fucking hours to shoot <laughs> because you just had Ruffalo and Red Red just like doing bullshit together, yeah. and like Evans and Johansson just being like having to play straight the entire time and keep their mouth shut and just like not laugh because yeah. like imagine the rig they probably had. Yeah fucking ruffalo in to do all that mocap too he probably looked yeah. like a goddamn maniac so yeah and the, the <laughs> gag with uh with banner hulk like half-heartedly smashing stuff in new york during the guitar <laughs> invasion is great that was, that so, was so good he, like taps so a car fun. and like tosses like tosses a bike <laughs> <laughs> the toss of the bike where he's like so half-hearted about it i was like and it still goes fucking yeah. fine because he's a hulk it's like fucking still goes oh so good i was laughing so yeah. hard either way so we are like we have a plan. Tony's back on board because he's the one who like solved the problem. Yeah. So now we're splitting up into three teams. We are going to the original Avengers movie in 2012. So like the invasion of New York. Another team is going to Asgard during the events of <sighs> which, the big surprise. Thor Dark World. Why of all? Mo- I know that's the only time that fucking stone was kind of like available for them to grab. 
it's real sad that that movie sucked so bad. And then they send the shittiest version of Thor back to get it. Yeah, well, we'll talk about shitty Thor in a second. But like, it did give Rene Russo, who was greatly underserved yeah. in the first two Thor movies, yes. an opportunity to have a good scene. That's true. Yeah, finally. Thank you, Kevin Feige and Russo Brothers, for finally like letting Rene Russo actually act because she's a fantabulous actor. And basically got to like just walk around and look gorgeous in those gowns in those first two movies and do very yeah. little. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, she got stupid fat fucking Thor's goddamn shit back together. <laughs> Fuck. And, yeah, and God. yeah, they, and, and Thor got closure on that too, which was nice. Yeah. Which was nice. Also, yeah. we get that awesome shot of fucking rockets stalking Natalie Portman. <laughs> after <laughs> Natalie Portman, you know, that stock imagery. So eventually she's going to watch that scene and be like, Oh man, that's creepy. That little raccoon's just following me around <laughs> trying to steal shit out for like he wants to get that thing out from outside. Oh, that's weird. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Funny scene. Like I laughed. Like when you see that little scene of him like running behind her, I was yeah. like, oh fuck. I love the rocket character so goddamn much. So like single-minded. Like, I'm gonna do this task, and that's all I'm gonna do yeah. now. Thor can go do be dumb elsewhere. I'm gonna figure out this problem. And and without and Natalie Portman, I mean, she phoned in Jane, especially in that second in in Dark World, but I still yeah. have a soft spot for her because she's pretty as hell and she she's a wonderful actress yeah it's just that yeah, when she, she wants really, to be yeah. yeah when she wants to be like she just did not want to be in those thor movies the no, first she really one didn't. she was she wasn't bad like it wasn't an, an yeah. astounding performance or anything but she wasn't just like there the second one it was really yeah. just like uh but i mean that was that was yeah, the least I, of yeah. the fucking problems in dark world he had more chemistry with kat denning yeah in that second movie than he did with uh, well, to be fair Kat Denning really wanted to be there though yeah. you could tell because she was kill- she's I, chewing yeah. the fucking scenery oh, probably also seemed pretty thirsty for Chris Hemsworth so that probably didn't hurt <laughs> anything either wonder, I wonder how, what her feelings would be on dude dad Thor dad bod dad oh, that was, that was a step beyond dad bod yeah, yeah that was uh, that we was. Like, can we talk about the Thor uh, thing because that was I had a problem with the yeah. Thor thing I was like this is I'm not happy about the way they handle Thor in this no. movie like no. Bro, dude, Thor. Like, I was bro, like, oh, man. bro, dude, Thor going through um, a severe bout of alcoholism and then yeah. turning it into a joke. Um, this this not cool. Pinged me personally because I am now eighty days sober, and I was looking at this like, wow, they're just like, are they going to have any sensitivity towards this whatsoever? Because it's Thor and like whatever. Yeah. And no, they really didn't. They just really made fun of him for being fat, and the only person who like had any sympathy for him was his mom and like the entire team was just kind of like not really caring that he had he had lost so much yeah like i know everyone had but his because he had the trauma conga lines from the very his very first appearance so like he's probably got the worst of it when it comes to like the backstory like people dying yeah and him losing a lot of yeah and just a lot like just his reaction was totally understandable, but everyone just like harping on him. It was like, I took it a little too personally and I know that I did. And like, I, yeah. I was trying to find the humor in it, but I, I was honestly just kind of like, Oh, this is what you're doing. Oh shit. This is, I'm, I'm just going to have to block this part out because I, uh, yeah. I thought yeah. it was kind of sad too, being that he's like of the, of the big three Avengers, he's the only one who's going to be with us going forward. Yeah. And like, it's an Asgardian of the galaxy now. I get, hey man, and I'm all for it. But like, if we're gonna just do like fat dumb Thor now, as opposed mm-hmm. to like actual Thor, like I don't really, I don't need more fat dumb Thor in my life. I could, I want more like badass, like 
you know, superhero Thor. Yeah, it was yeah. it was bad shtick too. Like it was like cartoony level. Yeah. Like, like yeah, it was just too much for me at a, at a few. And points. the worst part was they bring back Korg, and I'm like, this is like this is just gonna make this joke worse for yeah. me. Yeah, actually, and it, <laughs> yeah. it, it kind turned of, like, me it, off Korg, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, oh shit, and like now I don't like Korg anymore because he's, he's just part of like, this, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah he's part of this stupid like it's it's so it's like they were a, just laughing at the face quite literally of you know the considerable contingent of MCU fans that thought Ragnarok was too jokey. They were like, "Oh yeah, watch this, fuckers!" Yeah. I fuck. Yeah. I know the part was, and I said this to Tim when Tim messaged me. We were talking <laughs> about it. He said that, and I was like, I knew as soon as like Fat Thor started and like it started getting real dumb. I was like, Tim must be irate because <laughs> he hated. Like he had a real problem with Ragnarok. Not hated. I know you didn't hate it, but like you had an yeah. issue. Which I was like, at the time, I was like, I hope they, like, I was like, I don't think they're going to go over the top. And they did. And now I'm pissed. So, like, that was, the Thor thing was like, I don't want to harp on it forever. Because, like, the rest of the movie is so fucking great. But the Thor thing, I was very disappointed in how they handled. Probably, like, and I love the big, like, the core three Avengers. I'm really disappointed in how, like, everybody else, the other two got played real nice. And Thor got kind of treated like shit. I think that they took what the lesson that they learned from Ragnarok was that you can turn Thor into a comedy character and it can do, you can do that well. But that is within a very strict context of Thor's story where he gets to be, like, his, he gets to have an arc. That yeah, he gets that. He doesn't. You don't take his dignity yeah. away either. Like he still had his dignity at the end of Ragnarok, right? Yeah, like, he's not like and directed by somebody that knows how to do that type of humor. The Russo brothers, yeah, I, you know, for all their uh, strengths, clearly do not know how to handle that type of character. <laughs> Which right. is interesting because, like, they are historically like comedy fucking directors. Like they are arrested and community community yeah. guys. Hence, like Ken Jeong, Ken Jeong, and Yvette Nicole um, Brown. Yeah, Yvette and Nicole Brown were yeah. both in the movie. I was like, yeah. ah, she's so small now. I didn't even recognize her at first. Like, she's lost yeah. so much weight in, like, between me having seen her on Community and, like, well, her showing up now. She was, was like, wow, a guest judge looked- on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I've seen her since then. You know, so she's doing <laughs> fine. Saying, she's doing fine. She looked amazing. Yeah. So, like, yeah. good for her. The- but, like, that was, I, it took me a second to catch that it was her. I was like, oh, shit, that's, it's, um, I was so happy to see Community. her. Surely. Yeah. It was Shirley. Yeah. Surely, yeah. Like, it was Shirley. I was like, oh, yeah. shit, it's Shirley. That's amazing. The last thing I need to say about Dude Thor is not even him specifically. It's the rest of the team. And this was a huge plot hole for me. How the fuck were they going to let Thor go on a mission to retrieve the reality stone from yeah. the past while hammered ass with drunk just rocket. With, with just, just rocket. rocket? It's there. There was no ticking clock on that, right? They didn't need to go back in yeah. time on that specific day. There's no reason they could have waited a day, wait weeks, wait months for Thor to get his shit together, send him to fucking like God rehab as guardian rehab or whatever. And then once <laughs> yeah. he's got his shit back together, then bring him back. And then, then you get your fucking joke. You get your like, ah, oh, ha ha. He got fat. And, but then he comes back and he bounces back and yeah. Or you send, you know, Valkyrie, who's also like still in shape yeah. and like just yeah. on earth doing shit. Like why? I mean, I know she got involved at the end, which was awesome. Cause she was on the horse and shit. And that was amazing. That was but, like, why would you not bring her along? Like when you're about to do this, like super dangerous mission, bring the Valkyrie warrior along. Cause she's insanely mm-hmm. badass. Like yeah. you might need your help and very we'll leave her here. Yeah. Uh, she's very matter of fact, get shit done and is a, yeah. would have been a perfect foil for rocket. Yeah. I mean, like honestly yeah. that I would have liked to see quite a lot. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a dropped ball. So yeah, I guess there's for that, sure. but, but I think that, 
Tessa Thompson didn't get like flown in for end game shoots until later. So I, she was, she was busy doing stuff. I don't, uh, that, that fucking men in black. I think movie. she was added in after because that character was so popular and reg- Oh fuck. That's a, uh, that's going to be an interesting one. I want to, I want to see that. Like, I don't know if we'll review it or anything, but like, I definitely want to see that and see how bad that one yeah. kind of, falls together because that looks that trailer was my bad, favorite part so, of yeah. fat thor was rocket just constantly berating him like you look like melted yeah. ice cream and shit like that <laughs> oh shit that was <laughs> especially that was and rough. his interactions with the guardians specifically after like they found him in infinity war and we're all like fawning over him yeah and now they're like what the fuck yeah. happened to this dude yeah yeah i like this little like bit at the end too with quill where they're like yeah. he's in charge and like who's in charge and like they have that little back it's and forth definitely like, you're, you're definitely you yeah. yeah and then he kind of gives him that long like yeah law like the long smiling nod where he's like yeah nah, you fuck but yeah all right <laughs> i'm yeah. still thor you know yeah um, it's i think it speaks to chris hemsworth's physical comedy that like with facial expressions and versus spoken dialogue in foreign market a lot of people can lose that because like sarcasm doesn't always work the same way in different languages but people saw chris hemsworth's face and in my theater, everyone laughed because he like just delivered that so well. Yeah, it was just nice. Like I, I love Chris Hemsworth, but he's <laughs> yeah. just, except I don't, I don't know about that whole feud with Brie Larson thing. Is that actually like really happening? Anyway, I keep seeing stuff about that, but I got, I'd have to go do research. I'm not, I don't want to get into any like weird Brie Larson. Like, there's been a lot of things yeah. like floating around YouTube and Reddit about like the Avengers cast hate Brie Larson and stuff. And I was like, really? All right, like I guess I'll have to look into it at some point, but. I don't see that. I, I feel like that's there was a lot of like red pillars who were like super up in arms after Captain America or Captain yep. Marvel. Captain America. Yeah, Captain yeah. Marvel. So so yeah. So we're oh, where like, we before goes? we before we keep going. Can I take a quick break? I just finished all this, so <laughs> yeah. I didn't do my Infinity War rule for <laughs> for this. So yeah, the podcast. All right, be right back. <laughs> I know I got my large coke too, but like I didn't have to pee halfway through the movie. I was I was fine. I, I like well, I, I had to, had to, I had to like, pee like crazy by the end, and I knew that I I could get away with yeah. it because I the one thing that I had heard yeah. was that there was no mid credit or post credit scene yeah. or anything like that. So I went out and peed. And then, but then just yeah. to pay respect to the filmmakers and everything, I did go back in and finish watching the credits. I stood there because I wanted to hear the sound. I knew they were playing mm-hmm. sound. I, that's what I had heard. Sound was going to happen, so I knew that was coming. And I'm like, I'll. You know what? I'll give him his like three fucking hits of the the yeah. anvil or whatever in respect for my fallen Iron Man. Yeah. So <laughs> I just noticed now that yeah, was, uh, Paul put his name in as America's ass. Damn, damn right, that's America's ass. We got to get moving because like fucking, there's some jokes in the like, like or like little bits that I really like to would <laughs> yeah. like to talk about, including uh, out of nowhere Chris Evans turning Captain America into a fucking yeah. laugh riot, where like every second line is like amazingly yeah. good. <laughs> Like, oh, not this shit or whatever he said. When he actually swore, I was yeah. like, oh, man, Cap has developed as a character in these five yeah. years plus being on Earth because like old Cap would have been very upset at him using that kind of language. But Wash his mouth oh. out with soap. Basically. <laughs> so now we've we've split the team up. We've gone to New York. And where was the last place where, we, where I was like, oh, uh, Vormir. It's, uh, Vormir. Well, it was Vormir and they went to someplace uh, else, right? Mor- uh, Morag, yeah. Yeah, where right. the where the right. power stone was. So Nebula and Rhodes go to get the power stone. Um, they watch. Yeah, I I mean, there's stuff like they had some nice interactions back and forth because yeah. I, it was really smart pairing them up because they're both like broken kind of thing. 
Yeah. And so like their little uh, exchange back and forth where Rhodes says to her, like, we work with what we've got. That was a nice little moment. Yeah, no, I like I like I always like that Rhodes character. He got a um, lot of play in this like, movie, too. I was which I was I was thrilled yeah, yeah, with. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're gearing up for a movie. Oh, hell yeah. They want a War Machine movie now that Iron Man. Yeah, yeah I'd be all in for a War Machine movie at this point, yeah. especially with like Don Cheadle. Like he's so yeah. fucking just like watchable. Like, yeah, just, yeah. Dude, if you, you, you're not going to be able to do another Tony in the Iron mm-hmm. Suit movie. And you want to just do War Machine? Yeah, yeah I'll take a War Machine movie yeah. now. Sure, why not? Yeah, I think it was interesting that both of those characters, like uh, War Machine and Nebula, both ended up being such pivotal. Especially Nebula became such a pivotal point of mm-hmm. the movie. I found it funny where like she's almost like the main character of uh, Endgame, where it's like she has for the a most, lot of it like development as a character, or like the most to do mm-hmm. as a character. Um, yeah, like the most of the run of the movie. Yeah, was being Nebula. so like. Shout out to Karen Gillan for just like rocking and it. spending a lot of time in that was, makeup. Yeah, she was in that makeup and like especially that last scene, the tracking shot that we'll talk about later. Like probably the most expensive shot, like shot of all time with yeah. all those actors in one shot, <laughs> that long tracking shot. But she's poor girl's still standing there in full yeah. fucking makeup. Like everybody else gets to wear like a suit and tie and shit and like be dressed normally. <laughs> Not her. She's like her and um, yeah. her and Drax. Like fucking her and Batista got to stand there in these outfits. <laughs> like. <laughs> sucks but yeah yeah so they've gone off to do that like this is where things start to go like crazy like off the rails so it's gonna be like there's three timelines now and then everybody kind of comes back together so i figured we start in new york because that's actually no maybe we should end in new york because that goes a different yeah. direction than the other one the other ones are a lot more clean like plot wise because like thor and rocket basically get the ether with very little yeah. rigmarole except for like thor having to talk to his uh, mom his mother frigga. Frigga, yeah frigga yeah his mom and then the the teams that go to space, I mean, those those two are straight lines, but they suck. So why don't we get? I mean, Nebula, the Nebula plot is great because it like loops Thanos back into the story of Endgame. Yeah, by allowing like her to kind of share that. I mean, that was a weird little plot point about like quantum entangling the or something like that. Or yeah, yeah. So that was kind of weird, but I thought it was cool. That, like at least that way we got to bring back gamora and thanos and also get to see the four like his horsemen yeah. people again kind of come back not do much again but i mean the ma did but the ma did more than he did the first time yeah. out because that was another uh, the other like, thing i had with the first one is that the horsemen were pretty like unceremoniously like they were like wrecked in the course of like you know two minutes yeah. or something like that so i was glad that we got more of them because they felt really underused in infinity war yeah especially yeah. ebony ma because he's so like i love First of all, I love his actor. Like the voice, his voice is just so like regal and obsequious, and just like ugh, like I don't know, so great. But I really, yeah. really like Ebony Ma, and just getting a little bit more of him was nice. The other three, well, I mean, they they, they all died they, again. They all died. they all died again, real nice. So I mean, like they they did they contributed that to the movie. Those yeah. CGI characters who didn't have any yeah. dialogue this time out, which was kind of weird. They spent a lot of time hyping those guys up. For Ma Ma had a bit during the second time around. Not, not um, much. You know, we kind of skipped over because I suck at this. Was Clint as Ronan? Oh yeah. So like them recruiting Clint, which was pretty like intense because he like just murdered. Because they do a couple scenes where they mention like we're trying to find him, and he's like just fucking brutalizing people all over the planet. That Tokyo scene was was pretty pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty like John yeah. Wicky actually. <laughs> I was like, oh, I now we're in a John Wick movie. This is fun. I did like that. Like they do kind of bounce around genres a little bit. Like it's like you get your superheroes, then you get your John Wick, and then you get your time travel hijinks sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff and like mm-hmm. they, they did a lot of like the mark because it is obviously like and like the avengers are like that amalgamation of all these movies which are kind of like different 
kinds of things where like Cap's spy stuff and Ant-Man's goofy sci-fi and you know all that like Iron Man's got all the weird political political intrigue in the yeah. background whatever um having to mash all that together they do a pretty nice job in these movies of like making it all seem like it belongs in the world Agreed. Uh, which could be tricky so can we talk about Nat sacrifice well I guess if we're talking about Hawkeye so they end up on Vor- say Vormir. The again cuz like Vormir. I, those two names they end up on Vormir again they meet Red Skull Red Skull which I, I was surprised neither of them had done enough history reading to know who he was. I was hoping somebody would at least kind of be like, oh, I recognize that visage from like something or like school or something. You would think they would have some tie back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like maybe Steve might have told a story about the Red Skull yeah. and about how he was like that conflict was why he got iced to begin yeah. with. But, you know, maybe yep. maybe not. Or it's, it's like in the shield records or something. So like I thought that was kind of weird. They didn't even like acknowledge that they knew him, but like fine. And then. Like Nat kills herself yeah. after they struggle. That was a weird. I was no. not expecting that. Like that was the big surprise in this movie for me was Nat dying. I was like, oh shit, yeah. they killed Nat. Like this, especially, it was almost like the Gamora spot in the Infinity War where like they killed Gamora, and I was like, oh shit. And the halfway through the movie, they yeah. killed a huge character. Yeah, we're like halfway through the character, I'm like, oh clearly Hawkeye's gonna dive off the end because he's all suicidal. And then my brain was like, they're gonna kill Nat. Like as soon as they got to that scene, I'm like, Nat's gonna. Because yeah. like they're not, they gotta let him suffer and get his family. Yeah. Back at the end of the movie. I, yeah. Well, I, that, I, go. that kept me guessing. I could have gone either way on it. Like I, I could. They could have like had you know the tragic moment where like Clint sacrifices himself and then his family comes back and but he's not there kind of thing. But Nat's yeah. sacrifice, while I thought it was appropriate, I thought it was disappointing to have again you know a major female character sacrifice, like the only female core Avenger sacrificed. Like it just seemed like, I yeah. mean, I, she, we written, we never really got much of a story arc from her. She was, you know, 90% no. of the time she was just sitting around in the background kind of thing. And it's, I, I felt like it was it, wasted. It's always like, and it, I, yeah, I agree. And I feel like they could have done, I feel like a lot of, I think the problem is that a lot of black widows backstory that they would want to t- like talk to is either tied to like that history of her being de-aged and like having fought with Cap mm-hmm. in world war two and therefore being connected to, Wolverine and Bucky and like all those people because of her mm. time in World War II mm-hmm. or like she's very defined by her relationship like with Daredevil or like characters that don't exist in like the Avengers world yeah. a yeah. lot so when they pour her over to Avengers like she's always an Avenger but she doesn't seem to have like a ton of chemistry with anybody outside yeah, Banner she did so it's like well I mean, oh, in the yeah. movies I'm okay. talking about the comics right yeah. like she never seems to have like that kind of like connection yeah. to the rest of the team whereas like this one she feels way more central to the team. Like she feels like the heart of the yeah. team a lot more, or at least like Banner's heart of the team, I guess. Cause he's like still clearly yeah, but yeah. It, super but hot. Like, I just feel I mean, like she just got fridged. Like, like her and Gamora basically just got fridged, yeah. right? They got uh, offed, which, and most of that is for the purpose of advancing the storylines of male characters. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that seems to be like the function, the story function of the soul stone is like, let's make, dudes make hard decisions by killing off ladies like i don't know it's like it's just a weird thing like the 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 thing i kind of liked about it was that first of all thanos is a villain yeah like him sacrificing his daughter like i I don't see that as like a fridging that's just a straight up murder by a bad guy no but it's It's fridging it's fridging in that it killed we killed a hero it's it's fridging in that it was done primarily to, to forward uh quills quills oh i guess quill that's right i always forget about quills 
Quill ruining fucking yeah. like the end game of Infinity and War. Thanos too because Thanos was not necessarily the antagonist of Infinity War. He was kind of like a deuteragonist, like because some people were rooting for Thanos. He had the bi- the biggest character arc in Infinity War, so I think that uh, Gamora was fridged for both of them, unfortunately. And N- Natasha's death, yeah, like I like the way that it was executed because it kind of showed like they were both like in competition to die, and she still yeah. she she wins between the two of them every single time you know like she's always the sneakier one she's always like when they fought in the first avengers movie she kicked hawkeye's ass and she did it again this time by outthinking him once more but unfortunately it led to her dramatic sacrifice her Her winning that competition means that she dies so she kind of loses that competition in the long run yeah but, uh... but it was yeah, it was just kind of like I, I I guess I just wanted more of like I'm I, th- this has made me happier that there is a Black Widow movie cuz before I was kind of like well Black Widow kind of existed as like a really awesome supporting character for all of these different movies like being on team cap being like very efficient human character who can bat with the big boys in the the Avengers ensemble mm-hmm. but now I we can kind of maybe take what we knew about her and then go maybe do a prequel movie and see like what she was before or how she became and all that stuff. So I'm wondering if they pull the alternate Nat out of the timeline, the way they pulled Gamora out of the timeline, like that's, they're going to get be time displaced characters on top of everything else. And then which would actually kind of loop her into being comic accurate a little bit more where she's like time looped, like her original character was maybe not like from world war two, but like at least that five year skip or whatever or whatever how much they pull it was 2014 they were yeah. pulling Thanos out of right like that yeah. nebula was from so I guess they'd be pulling that nat out I guess kind of thing if they were going to do that yeah so I guess now so we, we've got these stones so we've got the soul stone we've got power the stone ether which is which one was power stone and we have the power stone because yeah Rose and the really ether that, is the reality in spite stone. of like and ether is the reality stone so we have those three and then we have to kind of go back to New York because there's three the stones in New York and this is and everything's going to go wrong for the New York boys because that's where Tony and Cap are. No, everything so. uh, Banner does okay. Banner does fine because he has to just, you know, talk to, which was in a surprising cameo. Tilda yeah. Swinton! That was nice. Tilda Swinton yeah. came back, which yeah. was cool because I wasn't expecting to see her, but she's, she's just like the, out there. She's fucking, the sorcerer's supreme at that point. On the roof. No. Yeah. And I guess you would probably know that like Thanos is coming for that stone. So she's out there like defending the Sanctum Sanctorum because. That's her base, right? And like they're coming for her. Mm-hmm. I, in theory, uh, they're looking for the other stones, and she's got it. So that was pretty cool, though. I liked that, like she fucking pushed him out and like pushed Banner out yeah. of Hulk's body. Like that was a cool little like moment for me, where she, like she pushes him out, and you finally get to see because Mark Ruffalo is not in this movie <laughs> yeah. at all as himself, except for that scene, and it's like the only time you actually see yeah. actual Mark Ruffalo. Otherwise, you just see like swimmer fit Hulk yeah. as opposed to like Roid Rage Hulk because he was like very skinny yeah, compared to where lean he Hulk. Is. Lean yeah, lean Hulk. For, for yeah. Hulk, I guess. Yeah. 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 So like we're so we're in New York. Now we've got three stones to track down, which the first one being the scepter, which actually has like the coolest like trajectory through the thing up until um Scepter's the mind Scepter's the mind stone. Tesseract is the space stone. Yeah, which is mind stone. Yeah. Space stone. And right, and the time stone's there because the the yeah. uh, ancient one has it. They end up getting the Tesseract. Actually, they lose, they the, lose tesseract. the Tesseract. Yeah, because Loki ends up getting the Tesseract. So they lose the Tesseract, 
which is our there you go there's spoiler two for fucking your new tv shows coming next year yeah there's your other backdoor yeah, pilot for, for the tom hiddleston loki yeah, series basically. Yeah. so they're, they're taking the post avengers one thor or loki it sounds like and he's absconded with the cosmic cube i'll just call it the cosmic cube as yeah close to the fucking tesseract <laughs> but yeah he's absconded with that and so that one still kind of exists out there which is fine cool but but we're skipping the best part, which is how Cap gets the the no, mind stone, how he gets the getting, fucking scepter. We're getting around to that because I want to talk about Tony fucking up before I talk about Cap being like super badass for like <laughs> basically like the entire run of them being in New York. He basically just like runs shop the entire time. Yeah, he's he's just running the yeah, fucking yeah, table. Like he was he was on top of the game by the time they get into New York because even like he fucked himself up like that Cap on Cap fight. I was like, man, that's a lot of like doubling down on that stupid costume like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i loved them making hulk take the fucking yeah. stairs yeah. Hulk don't taste. that was, was really so i was like my first instinct was like why didn't you just jump off the fucking roof like if you're like that pissed about it like yeah. just jump off because like you're not gonna die yeah city's already yeah. wrecked you're not gonna so. die you're the hulk you could be fine you'd be down there before yeah. they are if you just jump so maybe think about that dumb hulk next time so banner see Banner Hulk would have thought about that. I just like fuck it. I'll just fling myself off the roof. I'm immortal. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. Them being dicks to Hulk comes Bites back and ass. fucking bites Tony in the face yeah. later on because Hulk s- smashes open the door and that's how they lose the yeah, they lose tesseract. the tesseract and then they also lose Loki. Which like I guess if you're the Avengers yeah. in that time period, you're like everything is fucked now. Like we like we just lost. Like, yeah. We had this huge battle and the guy had the thing. Like was gonna do all this stuff, and he escaped with the thing because we fucked up. Yeah, like that that time period Avengers were like they're the fuck up Avengers. Like that's the can't get right Avengers apparently. Yeah, because yeah, whew, that sucks yeah. for them. I just have to say with this, I really enjoyed Tony and uh, Scott. Scott, their interactions they were, together, they, they were, were so really good. funny. I liked. I love Scott's delivery on "I'm going inside you now." It was just kind of <laughs> like. <laughs> I was yeah. hoping for a phrasing. I, I I was so expecting Tony to just turn around and be like phrasing. phrasing. That's gross. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the the axe body spray joke was it's like yeah, it was, <laughs> I had a bottle in the fucking office. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. I like that one too. Uh, they were just cute together. But yeah, so like they fuck up, but uh, Rogers doesn't fuck up. No. he fucking runs table because goddamn takes himself out by calling out his own weakness, like his little being kind of a. Being kind of a crybaby about Bucky early on, yeah. he uses that to his yeah. own advantage. Yeah. Bucky's still yeah. alive. He uses that yeah. to his advantage to fuck himself up. Yeah, which was so very good. good. Yeah, and then uh, like getting on the elevator, I was kind of psyched. Like I was a little like I know some people were like, "Oh, that's really like, it was a good play," but I was like, "Oh man, they're gonna do an elevator fight." I'm like, I'm on board for another elevator fight right now. Well, and it was it was a straight up yeah. copy too, right? Because like half the guys in there were in the elevator soon in or elevator scene in yeah, fucking Winter like Soldier. The same dudes too. But like yeah. when he leaned over and said "Hail Hydra," I got the little goosebumps. I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. good yeah. job, Rogers. That was you clever. Are smart. Yeah, you exactly. Got, don't don't just rehash yeah, you it. Use your brain this time. Put his spin on it. Like good, good yeah. work. Like that was awesome. So Hail Hydra was like kind of one of the highlights of the movie for me because i was just like oh that's they finally got cap to like strategic thinking levels where i would be happy with cap strategic thinking levels as opposed to him just kind of like i'm a flying brick with a shield i'm gonna jump in front of all kinds of dumb shit which is not always a cap thing cap usually thinks before he you know dives usually hopefully kind of a stealth reference to the fact that steve rogers was a hydragoon in the comics for for kind of 
for a little yeah, while. Yeah. I don't know. Was for he a cup of coffee? Uh, yeah, fucking. Yeah, whatever. he was like a triple agent or something like that for a cup of coffee. Yeah, that that storyline that was a controversial storyline. Having Steve Rogers say "Hell Hydra," period, especially in seeming to mean it in the comics, got a lot of people real irate. Um, we covered it on the on the podcast when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this was a big news story for like a solid week. Well, I mean, like a big news story in the yeah. comic world, so like ten thousand people cared, but. We're two of those ten or three of those ten thousand people, so we talked about it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but he ends up getting the. Did they do anything else? Like he just gets it at that. I mean, he sees Peggy while he's kind of gallivanting yeah. around. No, well, no, or is that later? Uh, yeah, because but that's that's back, right? So they um, they end up having to go further back in time, which they're like, "This is a one way trip." They're like, "No, it's not. We're going to somewhere where we can refuel our time machines yeah. or whatever." So. Which I was like. Could they not have done that already in 2012? Like, Pym was still alive and just, like, bombing around. Like, but they needed needed to go back to somewhere that the Tesseract was and where they could also get No, but I'm saying, like, they could have gone to get Pym particles in 2012, right? True. Again, yeah, there's no no ticking clock. They could have just gone to They they have all the time in the world. They could have gotten Pym particles there and been like, okay, now we know that we're going back and have our way. we're good. And we could probably get, like, infinite Pym particles based on time traveling because like just loop back grab as many as you need there you go because apparently, apparently they just reappear in yeah, the timeline so. i don't know what's what that means but anyway um yeah so they refuel <laughs> and they have to go back further to the 40s he sees peggy which immediately foreshadows the end of this movie for uh, basically for me anyway yeah. like i was immediately like well i know how this yeah this movie is done like i know how this end movie ends now because he gives her that longing look which oh. i would give Haley atwell as well because yeah my god and then you have the history and all that other good stuff. So <laughs> Haley Atwell just like I'm so still great. I'm still angry that they canceled Agent Carter. I'm still feels like, like they kind of made it like we might have to talk about this at the end, but it feels like they kind of made it non-canon with this movie too. Well, so like, well, I guess it depends on when he goes back yeah. to. Well, he said to go back in the '40s, right? Like he's old, so he must have lived his whole yeah, life with her. Yeah. Which means was he the like the my question was like is he the old man? That like she married, and they just never mentioned the fact that Steve Rogers is back the entire time. Like it's a secret, which makes him kind of makes them both douchebags, kinda. And then does that mean that he made out with his niece because Sharon Carter? Yeah, there's also that made out with his niece, and then um, and if not, like what happened to her actual husband? Like did he just like he knew full well what was going on in her timeline and just goes back and scoops her up? What? Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. I'm hoping that this was also a kind of a stealth thing because they were talking about the Marvel What If series and they're going to do yeah. a What If Peggy Carter ended up being Captain America, which, yes, please, more Haley yeah. Atwell. Oh, man. Give me all that. You're going to put Haley Atwell in one of those costumes. I'm going to watch that yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. After seeing Steve just like completely crushed watching Peggy for the like 30 seconds, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I also saw. For, uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, I know what the end of this movie is. Like, yeah. yep, yep, yeah, yeah. I know how this. Yeah, I, mean, I know how this is gonna end. Uh, I guess Bucky or Sam are gonna end up as Cap by the end of this movie. That's kind of where I was. I went to it pretty much immediately. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was gonna be like he goes back and stays, or like they end up in some sort of like afterlife together or something like. That. I did have kind of like a her and him fighting the Red Skull for eternity, kind of like kind of shitty yeah. end for them uh, in my head, which is kind of maybe the way I would have gone to kind of give him a. Like, they kill Tony, like, I feel like Cap gets off light by getting his happy ending, whereas Tony dies. Whereas, like, I, I, maybe they both should have suffered, but... Well, Tony Tony at least got closure with his dad. That's true. And, like, he had got his daughter and he got Pepper, like, he was happy for a little while. So yeah. Yeah. That too. 
And we and yeah, we'll talk about that when we get there. But yeah. But either way, we have all the stones and we are back in what is I guess the now present 2023 and we're building uh, 2019. Was it no, they cuz they're 5 years in the future, right? Like from Endgame? Yeah, but uh, Infinity War took place in 2014. Oh, did it? Okay, so now I'm confused. So. so we're at 2019 anyway. I thought it was 2023, but I'm real confused now. Oh, maybe, maybe you're right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it's. I thought I saw somewhere there was 2020 something, but maybe I'm just like out to lunch. Yeah, but maybe time travel, man. Like we got to keep numbers straight. This is not a good look for this <laughs> podcast. Like I'm not comfortable <laughs> with that idea. Like keeping multiple numbers straight, it's not going to work for me. So thank you for doing time travel, Marvel, because now I get to be confused for uh, the entirety <laughs> of this podcast, which I'm hosting or trying to anyway. Yeah. So, but like we're back. We're back in like the present day. We'll say like post snap. Post five years, like we're back to the base that we left from, except not all of us are really back because Nebula's kind of been switched out with 2014 Nebula, I guess, at this point. And that didn't come back. And that, didn't and that, yeah, Nat, we did talk about Nat dying. Yeah, Nat died. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> um, and yeah, and Bruce was still broken up about it. And uh, I, I feel bad. Yeah. Like, and I feel like Bruce, Bruce tries to commit suicide by gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> fucking fails. Like that. Poor bastard can't kill himself. Like, you gotta <laughs> feel bad for the banner character sometimes because, like, he just can't die. Like, he, ugh, that's that's a weird thing to like have to deal with. Yeah, because eventually, like, you're gonna become the villain. You know what I mean? Like, you with that level of power, you're gonna become the bad guy eventually. Mm-hmm. But either way, so we've got all the stones. We're gonna do a snap. Banner does put the fucking gaunt- the gauntlet. I thought it was interesting that they were just able to build a gauntlet like in the fucking in the lab. Whereas, like, they had to go and have they they had to Tony. Go, he's a genius. So they had to go have get Peter Dinklage to build and it wave in like yeah. Infinity War, right? Like, we had to go see Tyrion and get it. I don't, I don't want to talk about that fucking character because yeah. that was like one of the worst parts of Infinity War. <laughs> so maybe we're better off with Tony playing blacksmith for this this movie yeah. for now, building that gauntlet. Yeah. I like that he builds a human sized gauntlet and then expands over Hulk. Yeah, all, one size that. fits all. That was really thoughtful. Yeah. I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, good for you, Tony. He could have yeah. just made it his size, but like, fair. Because, you know, like, eventually he ends up using, like, snapping himself and, like, he just uses his own hand. So, like, he built a gauntlet and yeah. then was like, oh, I'm going to upload those specs into my suit so that I can do it, too, if I just have in to. Case. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Always thinking ahead, that Tony. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, so now we've got 2014 Nebula who signals 2014 Thanos and brings 2014 Thanos back in time. Is this where we're at now? Like, we're... Yeah, we're post time travel time heist, right? We're into like bring brings him forward in time, forward in time. Sorry, yes, brings him forward yeah, in time to the present, to the present. Which every year that happens to be, we're not sure right now. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> and now it's like now it's fight time because uh, he basically like unleashes hell, <sighs> fucking on the Avengers, yeah, it's like yeah, Tom rain Tom. of fire on the uh, on Avengers headquarters. Yeah, which was a perfect battleground for everything to sort of finish up at for sure yeah poor jersey man like could you imagine the cleanup bill on jersey after that fucking fight happened <laughs> especially like yeah, especially wreck. the way like fema gets like you know sent out not so often these days like poor jersey but it was nice that it, it took place sort of out in an isolated area so yeah. that all of the you didn't have heroes that were doing damage control and like you know trying to save yeah. innocent bystanders and stuff like that everybody could focus on fucking kicking yeah. ass now well, so we're kind of like, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly where, how we get to the point where like we get to that everybody comes back thing because Bruce brings everybody back with his snap. They rain fire down on Avengers headquarters. Yeah. And like a bunch of calamity happens because Nebula, Nebula, Gamora and Hawkeye run around looking for the gauntlet, gauntlet. post snap. Yeah. Hulk, Rocket and Rhodey, yeah. I think, are trapped underneath 
the rebel the rubble of it and tony and yeah. cap are together yeah they're Storm. on the outside with thor facing off mistaken, yeah. right yeah thor they, then they start off. facing off against thanos Ooh. Just the three of them. Is it? Is this where we get the moment? Because this is basically like the entire crowd. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin returned in the middle of this fucking movie and the crowd popped in my theater. Like I've never heard a crowd explode, explode with fucking like I don't know. What I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> when, what, what moment is that? Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure I, mean, I understand. So there's this moment that we've been talking about for like 10 years where, you know, Steve Rogers gets to pick up Mjolnir because he's fucking worthy of the power of Thor. Mjolnir, which we have to mention, was brought back by Thor. Thor, yes. He actually, uh, I thought yeah. that was interesting that he stole Mjolnir from himself. So like that Dark yeah. World Thor now is like, I have no fucking hammer or Stormbringer. So he's stumbled. and that was and that was a good gag too where he's like waiting there for a while yeah. and, and Frigga's like uh sometimes it takes a bit. yeah yeah that was pretty good because I love oh yeah Rocket's got the, the look like what the fuck are we doing like can we yeah. get the fuck out of here already like we're done yeah and he's I thought he just wanted to see it for a second I didn't think he was gonna take it with him I was like that's kind of yeah. weird just taking it with you but I, I guess Steve brought it back into the timeline when he goes back to the stone mm. I guess that's what happened. Well, t- we you can gripe at the end, all right? Let's get to the end of the yeah, movie here. We're my last rant. Yeah, my that's my final rant. The, the time stuff we all have issues with because Paul brought some stuff up too, and I had some issues with it. And I'm real up against the fucking wall on time travel in my media franchises right now. Like I'm, yeah, I am getting over it. Like it's over. <laughs> but yes, cat picking up Mjolnir was pitch fucking yeah. perfect. Oh my god, absolutely like stunning. Never heard a crowd in a movie theater fucking yeah. roar like i was at a wrestling match like the entire fucking crowd just like screamed yeah so i hope there was no dialogue after that it was just thor standing there like our cap just standing there being badass because i didn't catch any dialogue because my fucking theater was screaming at me. yeah well, i couldn't even hear thor saying i knew it. it was like i knew it i knew it yeah, yeah the i knew it i i that was my line of the movie when he said that and he's like oh i knew it i was like oh <laughs> yeah, you did because you you got i remember that look i like I yeah, he was sweating that look he was like oh fuck he might be worthy and like, yeah. if anybody's going to be worthy, it's going to be Steve Rogers, especially when you're in that like last desperate moment. Like, yeah, Steve Rogers is worthy. So, yeah, the yeah. crowd popped like crazy. Yeah. I even like when they were in the fight later. Like, I don't want to skip too much, but like, because I want to talk about everybody showing back up because that was fucking cool as shit, mm-hmm. too. But like when they are in the middle of the fight and they end up with each other's hammers. And yeah. like Thor's like, no, 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 I want that I one. Want the big Stormbreaker back yeah, big yeah, yeah. and uh, and Thor dual wielding Mjolnir oh, wow. and Stormbreaker so that good. was pretty fucking badass too. That was like my favorite Thor bit of the whole yeah. movie. Oh, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, like Steve, Steve was fucking wielding uh, wielding Mjolnir like he was born with it. Yeah, like, he was... he did shit that we've never even fucking seen Thor do with it. Yeah, that, I was like, this is some video game level fucking like combo action he's pulling off here. Like he's oh yeah, he was yeah. That was it. that was Mar- some Marvel versus Capcom bullshit. Yeah. Oh, right? like... I was like, <laughs> actually, I got I got kind of like God of War vibes off it because he was like throwing it, bouncing it, catching it, like pouncing it off the side, yeah. using the it's fucking hammer with the shield at the same time, pulling down the lightning. I loved the stun that he pulled off on him by like throwing the shield and hitting the shield with me because he like they yeah. used that effect in the avengers but he did it with the throw and then caught them both again i was like motherfucker that's this is cool as shit like thank you for that five seconds of yeah. footage or whatever because that was the coolest thing i've seen all year up until yeah. wanda uppercutting like fucking dragon punching oh yeah and i was like into next week <laughs> wanda versus thanos was fucking amazing and marvel uh marvel carol. versus thanos yeah, yeah carol yeah, she's, versus she's, thanos. She stomped his fucking amazing. dick in too. Yeah, like he got he yeah. got he got beat up pretty good. Wrecking that ship too was perfect. Well, let's let's get to like okay, so they faced off. Thanos brings his people down. 
and it's Avengers Assemble time yeah. because like sling ring fucking things start opening Before up. Before that though, yeah, I just want to You got to pee again? No, 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 no. No, no I want to talk I want to talk about <laughs> before like when Captain America is standing alone on that hilltop and facing off against oh, Thanos' yeah. army. Yeah, that's him by himself. That moment I was just like oh, it's art renaissance so beautiful yeah. <laughs> just kind of that was beautiful iconic captain america iconography too like like that one man standing against the like unstoppable army that is like a steve rogers like that's how they stopped kind of stopped thanos in the original like one of the original infinity gauntlet stories is like he couldn't like steve rogers will is too indomitable once he's holding mjolnir to like for thanos to be able to stop him and like yeah yeah, yeah. that's captain rogers like the same trope batman captain america it's all the will like that guy doesn't fucking stop. Yeah. Yeah. I got goosebumps at that point. Like that shot of cap just facing yeah. off against Thanos's entire army. Yeah. Like not yeah. giving up, not retreating or anything. And especially after having been beat the fuck down by Thanos, yeah. like that was where I was thinking like, yeah, they're killing him here. Steve's done. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. Like the, when they took, when uh, Thanos just took apart his fucking shield bit by bit, I was like, yep, that's it. That's, you know his symbol and he's next when he got up and like strapped back down though i was like oh this is gonna this is gonna go on for a second what's what's happening here mm-hmm. yeah because like isn't it it's black panther that walks out first yeah right with with okoye yeah. and, and shuri with uh okoye and yeah. Yeah, and, shuri. and then like basically at that point everybody's back i went nuts when spidey popped back in that's what i was waiting for because they kept bringing everybody like they show steven strange everyone i'm like where's peter don't fuck with me guys yeah bring the spider yeah. back already like i'm like, yeah. Guardian. Like, I don't care about any of these yeah. other characters. Bring yeah. Peter back first, goddammit. You killed my boy. Bring him back now. Yeah. But when he pop, he showed back up. I was the only person in the theater I did scream, yeah, I was that guy. Because I'm like, yes, yeah. Spider Man's back. <laughs> yeah. That's what I needed in my world. It's like I need a Spider Man alive again. So I was good. Yeah, I was bouncing in I was bouncing yeah. in my chair a little bit for each like each person that popped back up. Like I was like yeah. when Wanda yeah. came back, I was super hype. When because yeah. uh, I do I just love that character so much. And she has a fucking bone. Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh she was she was pissed. <laughs> that 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 was she was House savage. Of, House of M level Wanda was like super pissed off. So can we start talking about how they each face uh, get a chance to face off against they all get their moments in yeah. the battle. Everybody gets yeah. their moments in the and battle. The battle the battle was choreographed so fucking well. That was the one scene in 3D that was really, really That was the only time I was watching that movie uh in 3D and I was like, I'm kinda glad I'm sitting here in 3D. Every other time I'm like, it's still the same. I I went on a rant with Paul. I was like, the same shit. Like, it's too dark. It's too blurry. I hate this shit. Like, can I just watch it flat and, like, bright? Mm -hmm. And possibly not with people talking all around me for the entire three hours. Because that would be also ideal. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I was, oh, man, everybody popping back up. I was like, yes, here we go. We're going to get the big comic book fight. And they basically gave us the big fucking comic book war battle the like yeah. the biggest battle we've ever seen in any of these comic book movies it looked i felt like kind of like yeah I, I, the only yeah. thing i can really think yeah. of is the opening of jla where they had all the old people fighting stuff yeah so yeah but like other than that this one actually had stakes because i cared about these characters at least because yeah. like <laughs> i've been doing this for 10 years now with these people and they're not just like randoms that are gonna be like <laughs> side characters in a wonder woman yeah. movie so yeah and we got to see spidey finally activate instant kill oh man it's the yeah. kill yeah that was my other pop moment in there <laughs> when he's got the gauntlet and he's like all right instant kill and like karen i like that they got that little bit of jennifer conifly dialogue and she because she just says like instant kill activated and like they just start tearing yeah. everything uh, apart i was like yeah what? welcome yeah. to the fray karen <laughs> yeah it was yep. 
I really yeah. liked the, <laughs> so the way that the fight is set up is that they're playing football with the gauntlet and they're all trying to play keep away while at the same time getting to getting the gauntlet back into the quantum transporter so they can get the stones back to the time that they need to be in. Yeah. But which are apparently the only fucking things that matter that they need that need to go back into the time. Yeah. Mjolnir. No other people or things. No, not, not, specifically not Mjolnir, like which, you know, yeah. probably needs to be there because yeah. you might need that hammer <laughs> in the interim before getting Stormbreaker. So yikes. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. And so everyone kind of gets a chance to shine. You know, Spider-Man gets to activate his instant kill mode. But he also does like he also does like badass Spidey, like dodge and weave shit yeah. for like 10 yeah. minutes with it. Like, yeah, having Valkyrie like had carry it for a long time. him. Yeah. Yeah. I love like him introducing himself to every I like I love that bit that they do with this Peter Parker where like every time he meets a new person, he's like, oh, hey, I'm Spider-Man. Like he's got to do his little like, oh, hey, how are you? This is cool. We're flying on a horse. This horse fly like he does shit like that every yeah. time. Like, he's always so excited. Yeah, like everything around him. Like I love this Peter Parker so much. Yeah, and so he passes it off to Black Panther, who gets a really good moment. I thought, kicking, I thought it was Panther first. Panther grabbed it first, and then Spidey got it for a while. Because he, he says pass it, it, it over. Really it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But this all leads up to like um, people facing. Well, no, because off. Spidey's it's the the girls surround Spidey. That's yeah. I was kind of getting there. Oh yeah. yeah. So we get this moment. I think first though, Wanda gets to freak out on Thanos, and she unleashes her power. Yeah. That's uh, like, the dragon punch scene. Yeah, where she like uppercuts them into like next week. Yeah, and she's awesome. she yeah. starts crushing him, and then he bitches out and like demands the missile strike to, yeah. because he's scared that she's gonna kill him. I was like, yes, Wanda got her moment because like yeah, she's scared. He's scared of her. Yeah, in yeah. the comics, she well, gets she's Omega level powered, and like unfortunately, she gets the Dark Phoenix Depending. treatment, and yeah, she gets. Um, her power is too powerful and she goes crazy when she uses too much power, but she gets this. Well, she basically has like the gauntlet powers, right? Like she can manipulate reality yeah, and, yeah. and, and, yeah. you know, will people out of existence yeah. and shit. Like when it comes well, to the will people, like will entire fucking species out of existence race. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. so when it comes to like the heavy hitters of the Marvel universe, it's basically her Captain Marvel and Dr. Strange have like infinity stone level powers. So I'm glad that she just got her moment. I was just really happy about that as a Wanda fan. So yeah, I just mm. wanted to call that out because it was awesome. And it was just like very satisfying for me as a fan. Overall. She had a nice little moment with yeah. Clint at the end too, which I quite mm-hmm. enjoyed where like they were talking about their families and stuff. I'm not at the end, but I guess kind of before everything kind of gets re- super reset and like they, whatever, yeah. or he meets his family again. But yeah, yeah, that co- nice little moment, but I thought it was yeah. quite good. And then we get to the all female Avengers teeds, which I liked it. It was cool. I had trouble buying into the fact that all of those characters in particular just happened to meet up at the same time at that location on the battlefield without any of the male heroes. Around. I said exactly the same thing to Paul and he was like, just fucking let it go. And I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah. So I, I was like, <laughs> like, I know it's backdoor pilot. Like, Hey, we're going to do a movie. That's going to be female. Event. A force. So. And it's probably going to be pretty yeah. fucking awesome too. Cause like, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there those for characters, it. Like, together i'm like I, I there's gonna be a lot of sass going back and forth that i'm gonna enjoy i think in those movies yeah. before we even get to the superhero bullshit yeah that was the one moment that took me out of that battle a little i had the same thought where i was like whoa trope like all right yeah like, convenient yeah. convenient guys yeah but. it was a take me out of the moment thing but it was kind of like but when they passed that was when they passed the gauntlet on to carol and let uh captain marvel do her thing it's like 
as the the next torchbearer, and she she unleashed. Yeah. It was great. My theater was super confused because like when the guns point up in a way, like everybody was like, "What are they shooting at?" Like even the guy next to me who seemed like a Marvel fan, he's like, "What the fuck are they doing?" And I'm like, "Captain Marvel's coming back, dude," and he's like, "Oh yeah," and yeah. I'm like. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Seemed, well, I was getting to the point there too. Well, like during that battle, I was like, wait a minute, are we really not going to get any more? Yeah, I had, I, had this, I had the same thought. And then the guns pointed away, and I was like, oh, she's going to fucking oh, destroy no, everything. And then she like just yeah. rips the, the whole yeah. warship. She t- single handedly takes the ship down by herself. Yeah, yeah. rips yeah. it in half, pure binary form, it looked like too, when she like warps in or whatever. Like she looked. Yeah. Like she was yeah. super powered up. Yeah. So we've got to give props to, uh, to the Russos. Like those little misdirections were so good. Yeah. Like where you were like, I really don't know what they're going to do here. I don't know if we're going to get Carol back. You know, she said she was off like way off in space doing other shit and whatever. Oh, I did like that. They actually gave her the hair after the jump. I liked her yeah, hair. I was going to say they gave her yeah. like the, the proper captain Marvel hair after the, the time jump. And I was like, yeah, she looks fucking good in that hair. I'm in. Yeah. Can we have yeah. Captain Marvel 2 now already? Can we just like do this? No? Yes. All right. Yes, please. We'll yeah. wait. We can wait, I guess. <laughs> but like that sucks that we have to wait. Yeah. Maybe she can show up in Guardians 3 at the very least, like have a little cameo so that her and Thor can like bitch at each other. Cause I feel like that needs to happen at some point too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I gotta say in the fight too, one of my relatively minor gripes from Infinity War was remedied. Mark, I don't know if you remember me complaining that uh Thanos basically loses his armor in like the first scene. Yeah. But he has his armor on for this whole fucking Well, until fight. they like eat it off of him. Like, doesn't somebody like until uh, Wanda yeah, until, crushes until, him? Oh, that's right. Wanda like fucking destroys yeah, it. Yeah. 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 That was And I think Marvel's like uh scorch like melt some of it off him or burn some of it off yeah. him too. Well, that binary power is that's something else. I don't I guess she doesn't really have yeah. binary power. Just stop saying that. That's from the comics. Like she's all powered by the stone. Yeah, I don't know. If she she goes. She doesn't go like full Nova yeah, or anything like is, that. Which is sad. Yeah. Well, see, maybe one day she'll get she's saving that for Captain. Yeah, Marvel yeah. Full binary mode in Captain Marvel two would be actually kind of cool. It'd be kind of like yeah, the thing for me to pop over. I do. You know what we yeah. did miss? Um, Pepper Potts as rescue. Oh yeah, that was cool. Oh, is that is that her name? Well, that's the rescue. the name they use. The yeah, character name usually in six one six or even actually I think it originates in the Ultimate books, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, she usually goes by yeah, rescue and- when she's in armor. Too much. Too much too much Gwyneth Paltrow. That's my kind of like, mm. I'm just bitching because I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow a lot. I was like, yeah. she's in this a lot, which I was surprised by. And I like, like her as Pepper. Like, I honestly didn't mind <sighs> yeah. having her there because like, I like, I think she's good. At, like, I don't, her like public persona has really like soured me on her appearances in the movies because yeah. like her whole yeah, like new age modern medicine bullshit that's actually quite damaging <sighs> to women in general is actually yeah. quite horrible and i really did but like as a performer i still think she's fine but yeah i like get her up franchise like yeah I, absolutely yeah. same i'm i'm so cold on her yeah. since all her like goop anti-science bullshit and it really impacts my ability to appreciate her and tony's relationship mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I always have a problem like believing that he's like that interested in her because like I just I find her so repulsive as a yeah. human that I'm like, well, really? I'm like, so, I guess, all right. So silver linings, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the end of that the fight. It's like the fight's awesome. Like basically, this is like the greatest superhero fight you're ever going to see put the film until they get to like AVX, probably in five years when they can do this whole fight over again and also include the X Men. Yeah, I guess ten years. And then include yeah. the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. And phase six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I'll be there for it. The same way I was there for this one. <laughs> so what ends up happening? Thanos does get the gauntlet back. And because he's fighting with Captain Marvel over it. And then he's fighting with Tony over it. And then he's got it. And then he goes to snap his fingers. And whoopsie daisy. 
Tony's way smarter than you. He stole all the stones. Yeah. And now he's going to snap and you're going to disappear. So basically, I am Iron Man was the line. Yeah. Which yes. that was like, so good. The crowd popped again for Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanos, Thanos uh, was, I'm a god. And then Tony's response was, yeah, well, I am Iron Man. Was it? Yeah. It was actually a callback to Thanos's original line at the beginning of the movie, the whole I am inevitable yeah. thing. Where yeah, like, no matter what, Thanos is going to win because he's just Thanos and blah, blah, blah. And then the I, I am Iron Man comeback was just so it was so good yeah, yeah. it was so good yeah and, and at that point like i was starting to think like black widow was gonna be the only major character death and i was starting to think like wait a minute like are the stakes high enough if like we only lose black widow in this movie and then yeah now we're gonna now we now we lose the biggest name we've got so yeah that was uh yeah and then they pull the trigger on Something that I did not think they were going to pull the trigger. I on. was surprised that they actually pulled the trigger on Tony dying. Like that was I, that was the one I was kind of banking on. Like they were going to kill Cap and like leave Tony alive to just kind of do like rambling show up cameos whenever he feels like doing them. But I guess mm-hmm. he was like, no, it's better that we just like let's cut it off and like give him the proper heroic ending, and he dies. So yeah, but not yeah. before like making me fucking weep openly when Peter like just cries on him for five minutes. Cause that oh, was yeah. rough. And then like the daughter and stuff that was rough. And then happy with the cheeseburgers. That's the one that got me happy is the uh... one that broke me. Everybody else being sad. I'm like, Peter got me. Cause like, I loved, I just like, I love Spider-Man. Like I empathize with Spider-Man always because Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel yeah. character. But like when happy's sitting there, like, especially cause it's John Favreau, he started this whole fucking mess. You know yeah. what I mean? And he's like, I'll get you all the goddamn cheeseburgers you want. I was like, all the cheeseburgers. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. I'm crying in public. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. That's where we're there at. Was, there were, That's yeah, where we're at. There were a few moments, like starting with Tony's death, where I was just like, okay, you know what? I am emotionally invested and I'm not ashamed of it yeah, anymore. Yeah. I was already yeah. sick for horribly from allergies. And like my eyes were already watering bad enough from the allergies. And I'm like, you know what? I know these are tears of sadness coming. I'm just going to, it was just brutal. Yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. I got, I got tears of joy at Avengers assemble. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got tears of sadness at Tony's death. And then I got tears of catharsis with cap and Peggy finally getting their dance. I, yeah. And I also teared up a lot when Peter saw Ned again. Oh yeah. I don't know why there was just something so like wholesome about them seeing each other. Anything that had to do with Peter. I was, I really hope like I was bummed out. We didn't get to see his reunion with May. Like that was the one I was really like wanting to see. Yeah. Um, And they kind of gloss over it because she's at the funeral because you can't not have Mira Sorvino show up if you can have her somewhere. (laughs) She's Mira Sorvino. Awesome. But like, they, I feel like they kind of rob us of that moment. Like I think, like the Ned one's great, but I think that maybe we get to see that in Homecoming. Maybe that's what Homecoming starts with, or something. Far from home, or yeah. far from home. Homecoming yeah. was the first one. That was yeah. five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it feels oh. like, yeah. That was a long time. It feels like, whew. but yeah, Tony's Tony's death. It was meaningful. Yeah. It was treated really well. Honestly, if I'd had my way, I still would have rather had Cap. Uh, but that's just because I've I've always been Team Iron Man, like fucking Civil War and everything like that, like. Cap just being a sanctimonious prick, like he's come around to an extent, but that's so funny because, like, as a comic reader, like being like being Team Iron Man in the comic Civil War was like you are the bad guy, basically. Oh yeah, because the big back yeah, then, for but, sure. Like when you when you look at the movie, like yeah, there was a lot more shades of gray. I'm yeah, I'm obviously Team Iron Man, but like I don't know, I like them both now. Like 
I've always enjoyed Cap. I'm Christmas. Team Cap because he's pretty. <laughs> America's ass. That is America's he, ass. He has good lines, man. Like they really <laughs> fucking like just he crushed it in this movie. Um, he was really good, which is good because he kind of got shortchanged in the last one. Like he wasn't in the last one a lot, and they made him finally made him the co-main character in this one, yeah. along with Tony. Because yeah. I saw the screen time; yeah. they have basically even screen time, and the most out of anybody else in the movie, obviously, because you know Captain yeah. Tony. Yeah. That being said, like, well, my concern with Tony dying at this, like, going into it, if you told me Tony was going to die, I was like, no, he can't. He hasn't really had a full character arc. But now that he has, now that he got to be dad Tony and he got, like, his happy ending kind of thing, I was like, okay, I'm less upset now about losing Tony because he really did get, like, his character arc finished in this movie. Yeah. Yep. Everything about Tony's arc felt satisfying. I didn't feel cheated. I, like... And then we did get a little bit more of him as, you know, hologram Tony speaking to Morgan and Pepper Mm -hmm. for the funeral. So it was like he got to have his heroic final moment, the I am Iron Man. And then he got a little monologue doing his thing where he's like talking to himself, but talking to someone else at the same time. Yeah, it was very it felt very well thought out. It's like, what would the fans want out of Iron Man's like inevitable end? This is what I wanted, and it worked really well. Yeah. So, so that kind of leaves us like at the end. This, uh, fortunately, this movie didn't have like a Return of the King level like ending kind of sequence. It was wasn't far off. It was it was close, but it wasn't that right. bad. Yeah. But like, I didn't feel like it was as superfluous as that. One. That one for some reason just always. Every time I watch that Return of the King, I always feel like that one just drags. I'm like, wow, this speaks for yourself to this movie. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be that'll be the thing to do is like we'll have competing marathons. Like we'll start doing an MCU marathon every year where you have to stay up for like 56 Jesus. hours or some shit like that. To watch. <laughs> Three days. <laughs> I'd, I'd be into it. It'd be fun. We do it once and then I'd be like, I'm never doing I'm too old for this dumb shit. Like I'm never doing this again. Well, there were theaters in the U.S. They're absolutely that were doing right. that, and I know at least one person that went to one. I don't know if they stayed for the whole thing. There was uh, somebody sent me a message on Facebook. They're like, you have a lot of time on your hands right now, right? Like Marvel's paying somebody to sit in a theater for like whatever, however long it was, oh, like, yeah. paying somebody a thousand dollars to sit there and watch them on. I was like, no, I don't think I could handle that. Like, I just like I didn't actually end up watching any of them mm-hmm. again before this. Like, I didn't even like rewatch Infinity War. I, I watched. I watched, I watched Infinity, Infinity War. The I think I, wa- I watched it. Yeah, I had it on TV while I was working like last week, but like I didn't wasn't really paying attention to it kind of thing. I just didn't feel the need mm-hmm. this time to like go crazy and like get into it. What I will probably feel the need of is once Far From Home is out and like all of this phase is done and like this story is now kind of completely complete. I'll probably sit down once they dump these all out in 4K and just be like, yeah, this is how I'm spending my weekend. All Avengers all weekend. So... <laughs> But yeah, so we're like kind of at the end of the movie. The only thing we really have, we have like little bits of stuff to talk about. And then we have like the big ending to talk about. We have the funeral for Tony Stark, where probably the most expensive shot in cinema history happens, where they tracking shot over every star <laughs> that has ever appeared in the MCU, including the kid from Iron Man 3. Before anybody asked me that question. Is that, that who that was? Iron Man 3. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I knew somebody was going to ask me that. Okay. That was that kid. Did yeah. you know that oh, yeah. by looking at it? Or did I knew, well, you... first of all, he had posted okay. that he was going to be in it, and I saw the news story that he was going to be in there. Not in that scene, but that he was going to okay. be in the movie. And when they hung on him, I was like, oh, he looks kind of familiar. I'm like, oh, that must be the kid from... And then I was like, oh, yeah, like my brain clicked in. I was like, that's the kid from Iron Man 3. Yeah. So they, ha- they technically had an appearance in that scene from somebody from every single MCU movie. Movie? Like an, a separate person from every MCU movie was in that shot, which, man, like everybody was in there except for Robert Downey Jr., like they had every actor like yeah. in the franchise in there up to and including like Captain Marvel and then panning over to Nick Fury, 
who has like no lines and appears yeah. for six seconds. And that's kind of his appearance. In I, I do wish that we'd gotten a little bit more back from him. There, there was a second when I thought that instead of Captain Marvel being what the Thanos ship was shooting at, that it was going to be a shield helicarrier. I would have been cool with that too. Yeah. Mm. Seeing a helicarrier like one more time, I would have been like, cause there is a helicarrier active somewhere, right? Like they used it in Ultron and they just never used it again. It's like, where's that fucking helicarrier? Mm-hmm. Why didn't that show up? Yeah. That would have been cool. Actually, that would have been really cool if they'd done that. They shot the fucking helicarrier down because there's no way that thing's standing up to a ship. And everybody's like, oh, crap, S.H.I.E.L.D. got fucked up. And then Captain Marvel comes in and just, like, takes the other ship out. That might have been the beat I would have gone for, but... Or Captain Marvel on the brow of the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier with fucking... Actually, that would have made sense because they're, like, super buds. Like, we know they're super buds. Yeah, Yeah, like, super tight. tight. I did that. That's a regret, like, not getting more uh, Carol and Nick buddy cop bullshit in this movie because yeah. I that was probably my favorite part of Captain Marvel uh, was the two of them just go watch Unicorn Store just go on Netflix watch Unicorn yeah, Store yeah I was gonna say that. like they've got they've got a thing now right like they yeah <laughs> they have a movie together it's fine so we're at the end uh, I guess technically the Avengers disband at the end of this I don't know what that means but because they always disband well there's not much left yeah there is not really there's a lot of yeah. new people like this is a new Avengers team now like you've got yeah. basically your second generation yeah. of Avengers in there, like with strange Marvel Spidey and I guess black yeah. Panther, like that's kind of who your, your next group of guys is going to be. And if Thor's still around, can't like not have Chris. No, if there's a guardian now, I'm, I'm okay. Him and him and Korg and Mika just joined the guardians. Now that's guardians. <laughs> three. Them playing Xbox fat yeah. Thor playing Xbox <laughs> and guardians three. That's his cameo. Yeah. <laughs> With Quill, I guess, hunting down Gamora because Gamora, they lost, yeah, they lost all Gamora. of their relationship yeah, together. Yeah, all that time. And then they lost Gamora <laughs> physically. Yeah. Yeah. She's just out there in somewhere. somewhere doing her thing. Yeah. So uh, I guess Guardians of the Galaxy 3 for Quill is going to be like maybe actually becoming a human person and deserving a relationship with Gamora. But <laughs> we're still, he's still working on that. It's been two movies. Maybe his final, his, the closing arc on that is just going to be him finally being worthwhile. Hey, if, if we got Tony into a worthwhile position after like the scumbag, he was in Iron Man one, we can get anybody yeah. there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we can redeem Peter Quill. Kevin Feige knows how to do it. He's got a plan. Well, the scumbag he yeah. was in Iron Man two in particular, yeah. that's where he has like the drunk Rex's house. Uh, yeah, that's scene. true too. Right. Like he was a piece of shit when he started out. Like he wasn't a good guy. He wasn't yeah. always like the Paragon or whatever. Right. So, yeah. So we're like, that's it. Basically, Thor appoints Valkyrie queen of new Asgard on Earth and joins the Guardians, which we've been talking about, because that sounds like the best movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And then Captain Rogers, Captain America goes back in time to, you know, do time travel, all time travel maintenance, which I guess is where Tim has like some issues. And I also have like kind of a question about this. So go. What what the fuck are the rules of time travel in this MCU? Like. There's no fucking such thing as time travel paradoxes in this universe, apparently. If they killed past Thanos, how does he still exist to collect the Infinity Stones? Was he pulled, like, was that one from an alternate timeline or some shit? Like, same with Nebula. She kills her past self, therefore should cease to exist. But then who kills her past self, etc., etc.? Gamora is pulled from the timeline, so she can't ever meet up with the fucking Guardians and... There's no relationship between Quill and Gamora and like Loki getting free with the Tesseract in 2012. Like how much of a clusterfuck is this timeline now? Well, the thing is, is that they, they do this at the beginning of the movie. It's with Stark and Nebula where like they say like when you go back to the past, that becomes your new future. So anything that you do 
in your present in your now that you just keep going straight forward through time and like nothing in the past matters apparently because you've just started a you you just re-entered the timeline again and nebula just kind of says like yeah that's correct and shut up yeah <laughs> and it's yeah. just kind of like stop asking questions but it's so hand wavy and and then and then there's yeah. the fucking exception of the infinity stones which because they propel time forward or whatever they need to go back in time, but nothing else does. Apparently, well, Mjolnir. They like, they do they do make a point of bringing Mjolnir back to Thor for whatever. Yeah, do they? Because he takes it with him. Well, oh, well, maybe him. he just takes it with him because he wants to. Have he never it with goes him. back anywhere. He keeps the shield and hands it off. So he must have like they say in the in the, the write up. It says the shields. This shield's fucking broken. Where's he get a new shield? Like Fourteen of these shields already, right? Like that was a remake shield, remade shield. Because like it had extra detail on it. That was a new shield that he was carrying when he gave that he gave to Sam. Because that extra detail on it that wasn't on the old model, and like unless I'm supposed to believe that like they yeah. had de- that detail was on there, I-, I feel like Tony made a new shield when he gave him that new shield, and that was like another one, I guess, or that I don't know. Anyway, yeah. but like I feel like what we're gonna end up with now is this clusterfuck like multiverse, which is DC's thing. Leave let's leave or it to Fox. Them. I mean, Fox. Uh, X-Men, like we're gonna like, have- they, they, we've jumped yeah. in the ship before with Marvel movies, so like yeah. Like, are we going to have Disney Plus series that are set in alternate realities? And this is the part that really fucking, like, massive fucking plot hole for me. They clearly still have a time machine that Steve uses, no problems. If there's no consequence in this universe to pulling past versions of people out of the time stream, what's to stop them from just bringing back Tony? Well, Tony, Nat, everybody else that they probably, like, could. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. That That's a plot hole that, like, I'm... Yeah, I mean, but that's a plot hole anytime you invoke time travel. Like, as soon as you invent time travel, no, you have it, this problem. It, it's not if it's, it's, not if it's time With travel causality. where you have yeah. paradoxes. Yeah, well, that has causality. You can't pull somebody out because then they can't be around to do the things that cause you to get to yeah. that point. No, I, I completely agree. Like, none of it makes sense. And, like, trust me, I'm a Trekkie. Like, time travel bullshit logic is, like, my stock and trade. Like, I should have a PhD in bullshit time travel logic because of how much Star Trek I've watched. And I couldn't really yeah. explain to you how Endgame worked because it just kind of like did what it wanted to. It basically was like, no, we're just going to do what we want so that we get the result at the end that we want. Stop asking the questions. Enjoy the ride, I think, is basically what the answer they want it to be, which leaves guys like us who will have this conversation for 40, an hour and 49 minutes on a podcast <laughs> to just stew about the weird continuity glitch that this causes. And you know what the problem is? Nobody else cares about the continuity glitch except for like yeah. guys like us. So there's that. Yeah. I love movies that treat time travel really intelligently. Like I, that's one of my favorite like subgenres of sci of sci-fi yeah. is, you know, is, is really smart time travel movies. Like there's this really amazing one called, uh, it was an indie film called primer. Oh, from I remember a few years ago. Was, like, I remember primer. Fuck that thing was yeah. was uh, was brilliant in terms of how it treated everything, and then you get something like this that's just like, eh, it's fine, whatever. Yeah. Wave hands. See, I, my thing is like, at least if you have solid rules to your time travel, then like stick to them. But like, they didn't even decide to like have rules because like the Terminator series up to mm-hmm. a certain point had like very strict rules about how the time travel worked, and like that helped yeah. the series stay more or less cohesive until they blew it all up after the fourth one or the third one or whatever. But like. So that works yeah. a lot better. Whereas like, and then like Star Trek, every time I know I keep going back to that, but like, we're kind of in the middle of talking about that franchise also, but like they handle time travel. I mean, they handle it differently episode to episode also, which is problematic. So like, but 
at least usually their rules are more or less consistent. Like they do kind of at least acknowledge causality. Whereas like this was like, no, not at all. Like everything's it's yeah. everything. Everything's it's just fine because we yeah. say it's fine. Is basically how they treated it. Like it's not like there's a mess because like they would have to acknowledge the mess for there to be a mess. So basically you're just supposed to expect that like everything's cool unless we tell you otherwise. Yeah. Like they really fucked up. They really bury Allen the timeline, which they could tell you. in. Which honestly, if they address that later, then I might yeah. be okay with it. You know, if they say, man, we fuck things up. And like, there's a couple movies later on that deal with, you know, maybe Ant-Man having to go back through the quantum realm again and sort of patching yeah. up things. Like I'd be yeah. okay with that. That, in fact, that sounds like kind of an interesting concept hey, to me, but as of right now, like I am not super happy with how they handled the time yeah. travel element. Like yeah. they took 30 years of time travel tropes and just fucking chucked them out the window because they didn't work for the way, way they wanted yeah. to do the story. Yeah. If, if they want to keep talking about the quantum realm, I think it's going to be, yeah, it'll probably be in the field of Ant-Man and probably WandaVision, presumably, because... Yeah, where do we get Wanda back? Yeah. We got to get Vision back. And if we're going to go Wanda reality warping, maybe she's going to be condensing timelines or something like that with her powers. There's opportunity there. Because I know, like, from what Elizabeth Olsen yeah. just said in an interview, there's they're going to be genre hopping. So they might do WandaVision 50 sitcom thing that they did for a little while in the comics which i'm really excited about so is this going to be legends of tomorrow meets uh yeah, the kinda, MCU? actually i'd be happy with that hey man fine. legends of tomorrow is the best show those guys make <laughs> do it so like it's fun <laughs> it's right fun. It's, because yeah, it's fun it's just yeah. fun because it's just yeah. fun and they don't care and like whatever so one but it has fucking yes, rules well, I mean, yeah they definitely they like yeah. you want to talk about causality actually legends of tomorrow is a good example of like we are going to spell out our yeah. time travel rules and we are going to stick to them very very strictly throughout the entire run and and every season has been like, man, we fucked some shit up last season. So the, this, yeah, this season is fixing, fixing up it. what we did last season. The show runs forever because they just keep <laughs> yeah. fucking. Because there's a team of fuck ups. It's great. Like, honestly, it is a good concept yeah. for a show. It's basically sliders in the DC universe, but like fun and dumb. Yeah. Like, it's, eh. oh, I love Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Which is something that they could do once they bring, uh, oh, Ecstatics, yeah. which was what, the, that was hey, Marvel man. Mutants being sliders, which they could totally do in the Marvel Universe. We were talking about Secret Avengers, right? Like, that's always an option. Secret Avengers! Yeah, have the three, like, uh, Falcon, now Captain America, Winter Soldier, Sharon Carter. Bring Sharon Carter back as Agent 13. You got your show. Secret Avengers, go mm. to town. Bring a rotating yeah. fourth in. Rotating fourth. I was yeah. talking about this with Mark on chat the other day, and I'm just like, yes, that's the show that I want. And you know who your, your second rotating fourth is? Charlie Cox. Not as Daredevil, though, but Charlie Cox. You just hire him <laughs> yes. to play. Actually, you, get him, you hire him to play Moon Knight just to drive everybody insane. Like, just insane. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what the uh, the Falcon Bucky series ends up being. I guess now Cap Cap Winter Sol- Soldier series ends up being. That's what we were hoping because it is. It's like Cap is like it's basically a Captain America Winter Soldier fucking series now, which means like bring like that means you have to bring Sharon in, like bring Agent Thirteen, and she belongs in Captain America stories. She's always been part of that story, so like bring her in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she probably wants to, you know. To have her decide which one of the two of them that she'll hook up with because it's a you know Western TV show, but still, why choose? Yeah. Why? Why? Why, well, the two of them, why would you want to okay, choose? No, like let's just go both. <laughs> is that what? Is that what you're trying yeah. to apply, Paul? Anthony Mackie and Sebastian yeah. Stan. I mean, yeah. yes. I don't know, man. Yes, Emily Van Camp. Girl, get God both. Damn, she is, she get is. your life. <laughs> All right, yeah. we're like we're we're fast approaching two hours. We got to wrap this 
motherfucker up. I knew this was going to be long. That's why I cut all the other shit out. That's why I said no to the other stuff. <laughs> um, but we're at the end. So Cap has gone back in time and Falcon and Bucky look over at a bench and they see an old man sitting there and the realization dawns on them that why Cap didn't come back through the time travel thing because he went and stole himself some Peggy Carter stayed. So mm-hmm. yeah, they walk over, which uh, I mean, huh. yeah, I mean, once you get away, like I've talked uh. about my weird, like hang up about it. Like that's my little weird time travel hiccup with this movie is like, it kind of makes him out to be kind of a douche. If you start like picking it apart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with it. She, yeah. yeah. They, they were I always agree, meant to be, but I'm together. like, at the end of the day, I'm I, like, I, yeah. he, her, him and Peggy deserve to be together after all the shit they went through. I'm cool with yeah. it. I cried. I cried. Oh like when they're dancing in his, in the fucking yeah. living room, I was like, oh, well, that's number three for this movie. Great. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Slow yeah. tracking yeah. shot oh. into their fucking living room. Same while song they're that's d- playing like every time they do that dance, like dream that he has too. It's always the same song. That same song's playing and yeah. they're dancing. And I was just like, well, I'm crying again. And I know that's the end of the movie, so I can just sit here and cry. While everybody leaves, and, or they yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. leave because they think there's an after credit scene, <laughs> which there is not. So whatever, but yeah. And they both look oh, so happy. I mean, I just just seeing yeah. just seeing Peggy happy makes me happy, and then Steve yeah. is happy, and I'm extra happy, and they're happy together, and it's just like, yeah, fade right. to black. This is what I want. <laughs> All the good yeah. feelings. We knew this was going to be a long one, so I don't mind it being a little bit longer. Do we have anything else? Like now that we've kind of finished the movie, we're happy. Cap has gone back to Peggy. We're not going to ask the questions about weird time travel bullshit and him being kind of a scumbag because of it. We'll just enjoy yeah. the end. Um, any little quick points you want to point out? Like I, I, the big Lebowski joke, like it's the one fat Thor joke that I laughed at. Cause I was like, yeah. he totally is dressed yeah, they, like the dude. They I was like, fully I mean, hung a lampshade yeah. on that. Yeah. Especially the end, like his scene with yeah. Valkyrie at the end is like, I was like, are they going to spread Donnie's ashes too? Cause they're up on the fucking <laughs> hill and stuff. I was like, Oh shit. They're totally doing yeah, like, yeah. And he's got the glasses on. I was like, Oh man. He's really like just enjoying this. It's a weird like full circle thing considering Jeff Bridges is the only character who didn't appear <laughs> like again. Like none of the villains reappear in this movie. I was kind of sad Jeff Bridges doesn't get to show back up, but they showed him out at least by having the Lebowski joke in there. So good times. Yeah. Yeah. And then like I caught Stan, like 70s Stan, and it looked did, did anybody else catch the woman? Was it Joni? Did they CG Joni in there with him? Because like, he was with a woman. Oh, I don't know. If it if it was, then good. I missed like, it many fucking times. I watched yeah. this movie. And like I kept like I saw, I saw Stan and it's so fast. Like it was such a fast cameo this time out that I didn't get a chance to like look over yeah. at who he was with and see if they had DH somebody to look like Joni with him, which I, I hope they did. Honestly, I, I, I hope that's what they did. So. Yeah. I, I was a little underwhelmed by that, that cameo. Like for it being his last yeah. one. I mean, obviously they didn't know it was going to be his last one. Like one, I feel like they got one in the can for far from home, like Spider-Man. I feel like they got, they must have one in the can left for, I don't know. They've said that uh, this is the last one they've gone on record. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. Spidey's his boy though. I feel like he would have just like gone out of his way to be like, Oh, I, I don't know how long I'm going to last. There's a Spider-Man movie in production. Like let's do this cameo because yeah. bring him back as the bus driver again. Yeah. Hey man, Spidey's his boy. Like he loved that character. So I was whatever, either way. It was not the best cameo. It was no Tony stank, but you know what? Seeing 70s Stan again. Like yeah. I love that. Like his 70s Stan was like a particular style. Never replicated, never duplicated. You know what I mean? Never duplicated. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see 70s Stan in there. Mm-hmm. I was happy with that. What about you guys? Any little bits and pieces that you want to call out before we get the fuck out of here? Yeah, I want to talk about Chris Evans's performance during his fight with himself. 
I just love how exasperated future yeah. Steve is with his past yeah. self. It's like, would you just fucking give up already? <laughs> yeah. Like you little fucking energizer bunny. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Especially when he's like, I can do this all day. And he's like, Oh God, I know. I know like, you, totally, I know. Like, shut you're up. so fucking insufferable. <laughs> yeah. God. I yeah. Hate, like I hate myself. God, I hate past yeah. me. That's like, I thought that was such yeah, it was uh, so like, it was chef's kiss moment of like, yes, this is, this is how a disgruntled aged jaded Steve Rogers would treat the like plucky version of himself. It was really well done. I, it was, it was I love that moment. And then, it and is then checking out his own oh, ass. Yeah. Checking out his own ass was such a good moment because I was doing it too. I think biggest like, biggest laugh in the theater, I think, at that point in the movie was yeah. like that. Was that like America's that is America's ass. I was like, that's fucking gold. Which like <laughs> I might leave that little bit of audio in where like you went to the bathroom, but like we called out that Paul likes to put his like screen names in our recording sessions as different things every week. And it's usually topical, and this week it is America's ass. So, shout out, <laughs> good old Paul, best character in the movie, yeah. uh, America's, <laughs> America's ass. Yeah. <laughs> if I were talking about a, a woman's body parts, this would not be an okay. I was going to say, like, thing to do would be so funny. Objectify. If I did this about Brie Larson, which I would love to do because gorgeous, but like, uh, we would be, you guys would be pulling my fucking hair out right now, like <laughs> yeah. freaking out. So, yeah. Like, I'm glad the double standard is alive, boys. The double standard is alive. Yes. Here it is. They devoted like multiple minutes to that joke in this movie, so I'm allowed to talk yeah, about it. Did, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> they totally did too. Yeah, I did notice that uh, Elizabeth Olsen seemed to have got a new costume that was less cleavagey. She's probably pretty happy about that. So <laughs> I know she complained quite a bit about the jiggling getting in the way of her being able to move around Infinity War. Yeah, <laughs> so that was kind of nice. They they got those puppies under control. So. I'm glad that they don't have a fucking bathing suit with leotards and hooker boots. Oh, and that weird fucking, that yeah. weird fucking head thing. Crown? Yeah, the, the head, like, and that headpiece that she wears. Yeah. And that weird fucking like M thing. Yeah. 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 Glad yeah. that's not a com- like in the movies. So there's that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't have anything else to call out. I Tim, you got anything else I, you want to? I, I no, I, I, I got all my nice. rants. There. Actually, that's not bad. Like two hours for a three hour Avengers movie. Usually we like. We could go to town on it. I think we kind of even, I think we even hit everything. I don't think we forgot. I think I was good because we did the plot thing. We kind of caught, we touched on everything. <laughs> so I think we did. All right, guys, we got 22 movies, 22 MCU movies in, um, and we got to review Endgame. Welcome, Paul, to your, I guess, to your second MCU Dance Robot Dance review now because you did Captain Marvel with us, right? Yeah. We do them all. Yeah. So get ready because. Mm-hmm. Oh, I. I'm always yeah. ready. I'm going to be ready before you guys because Korea gets the murder. Uh, so I'll see. I'll probably see Spider-Man before you God guys. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. You're right. You're right. You are. All right, guys. Until I move back. Do you want to do you want to number? Uh, do we want to do a quick number rating? I mean, like, fuck you guys. It's 10 out of 10. This is the perfect movie. Like, this is the perfect movie. Fuck you, Tim. I know you're going to be like 9.5. I can't do it. It's going to what? Nine, this is a 10 out of 10. This is the perfect Marvel movie. Between Fat Thor and the time travel shit, I've I've got to do like All nine right, out of fine. ten. Fine, be that way. Nine point five, but with a caveat that I don't know if they had if I can gloss over those moments, especially Fat Thor, I would give this a ten out of ten. Like I really, there's so much yeah. in this movie. See, like yeah, I feel like there's so much like the, all the good. I don't know, like I I can't dock it for Fat Thor because like they've actually done Fat Thor in the comics before. They not to this like degree of stupidity, but like he has like aged and shit like that. They've done weird versions of Thor. So like I was like, oh, they're doing Fat Thor. Interesting. I mean, dumb, but like that's that's a take to go, I guess. Sure. Yeah. 
They've done Frog yeah. Thor. They've done hey man. You know, Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> if whatever, they get to if they get to know? the point where we're giving Beta Ray Bill Thor, like oh boy. <laughs> Guardians three, Beta Ray oh, Bill. Let's bring him in. Yeah, let's do it. It's fucking that's like they phase showed the 18. horse the horse head in Ragnarok. So like they they exist. They did. They do exist. They did. So like that's the thing. Yeah. On yep. the castle or whatever. All right. Yeah. So Endgame's in the books. That was entertaining. Uh, I'm gonna have to go see it like four more times. Yeah, I'm gonna need to see it at least. Yeah, before. for sure. Um I want to see it in IMAX now. I saw it in regular 3D, but I think it definitely warrants IMAX. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah, I think I'd go see it in IMAX for sure. That Oakville Theater is like not too far drive. Maybe after this weekend where it's like basically sold out. All the good screens are sold out for every show around here for up until Monday, I think. So it's going to be rough goings before that. Let's get the fuck out of here then. So if you haven't already, you can subscribe to Dance Robot Dance with your podcatching app of choice available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Endgame or anything else we talked about tonight, although basically all we talked about was Endgame. So <laughs> pass mark, you wrote that wrong. Good job. Please send your thoughts, which you can do via Facebook while it still exists, uh, hopefully anyway, at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast or via Twitter. Uh, also, while it still exists, hopefully at DRD underscore podcast. Or if you don't like social media, which you may notice a theme, feel free to email us simply at dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 144. We're saying goodnight. So, Paul, say goodnight. Good morning, goodnight. Whatever. Tim, say goodnight. Instead of saying goodnight, I'm going to say fuck you to the guys sitting beside me that were checking their goddamn phones during yeah. the movie. Yeah, and the girls who were behind me chatting and like, I mean, like, I understand that all these boys are very, very handsome, but like, I don't need to hear about how hot each of them is as they appear on screen. But anyway, Oof. yeah, it was rough. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening. Tim said good night. Paul said good night. I'm Mark. We'll be back next week um, where we will make up for blowing this movie so hard by taking my other favorite franchise out behind a shed and beating it with a hose for 90 minutes. Um, <laughs> so join us next week for our thoughts on Star Trek discovery. But for now we get to pick either. We say Avengers assemble or we all say, I am Iron Man. I am Iron Man. I am Iron Man. Iron Man. Man. There you go. Yeah. I am Iron Man. There it is. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Go watch Discovery, I guess, so you're caught up and you can listen to this bitch. It's gonna be or fun. don't. Fucking it's don't. Such, such <laughs> yeah, it's a total disaster. <laughs> It's all over the place. Yeah, it's such a such a disaster. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, and we we will get into it. <laughs> Take it easy. 